This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Coming up, we'll give you an update on both the... Uh, Democratic and Republican national conventions, not because I care about what's actually going on inside the convention. I care about what's going on outside with the protesters and the police state that they're having to deal with out there. In fact, some uh, some people, not even protesters, what we're going to focus on tonight are journalists being abused and uh, attacked by these police officers. Not just uh, the Glass Bead Collective, which we'll be talking about, but also an ABC News reporter was arrested, uh, was assaulted, was pushed into the street, was choked. Yeah, the but, choking part was, uh, I mean, what are these guys thinking? Have they, they've lost their minds. All on video. It's all on video. They too. are strangling an ABC News reporter yeah. on an ABC, like right there in front of ABC News. I, what are you thinking? So we'll get to all that, but your calls are primary. That's what the show's about. You can call all about anything. The toll-free number again is 1-800-259-9231. We go to your calls and start with Matt in Illinois on the Amp Line. Hello, Matt. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, sir. What's on your mind? Well, I had to go to traffic court today because in the state of Illinois, you're not allowed to drive without insurance. Okay. And I was pulled over a couple of weeks ago, and I didn't have an updated insurance card in my vehicle. Did you? I got cited for Wait a minute, before you go on, did you actually have insurance but didn't have the card? Yes. I see. So I have, I have to bring my card into court to show the prosecutor that I did, in fact, have insurance. Gotcha. So I've taken the day off of work, and I go into court, and the judge comes in, and they announce for everybody to stand. And I was thinking the whole time, I'm not standing for the judge. i do my little bit of civil disobedience, and I sat there. There must have been 75 other people in this courtroom, and they all stood up. Um, I don't know if anybody noticed me not standing up or not. I doubt it. Yeah, it's a lot more noticeable when you've got a group of 10 people not standing, which is what we regularly have here in New Hampshire. Right. I wish I was there. But then he had us all recite the Pledge of Allegiance. Oh, my goodness. I've never heard of such a thing. Which I, I hadn't either. And I refused to recite the Pledge of Allegiance either. I was just sitting there listening to everybody else, all these other ships go, man, 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 Before somebody listening thinks, Matt, before somebody listening for the first time thinks you're un-American or something like that, we should point out the Pledge of Allegiance was written by a National Socialist, a Nazi. His name was Francis Bellamy. You're welcome to go and do your own research on that. Go ahead with your story. Uh... So, uh, I'd also uh, like to, that, uh, before you ch- chime in, th- there's a lot of wheeze going around. I generally say the Pledge of Allegiance when the uh, opportunity comes up, and I, I don't know what the... That's because uh, you like walking lockstep like a little brown shirt, don't yeah, you? I don't know what the point is uh, in not standing for judges either. Yeah. Go ahead, my, Matt. My, my little bit of, my little uh, way of telling them that I'm really... Don't respect their authority. Yeah, it's a form of protest. Who are they? There's a man in the robe. A man in a robe. Why should you stand for them? They have to earn respect. You don't just get respect because you wore a robe to work. So, yeah. So, anyway, then we all have to... He, he announces names. Um, first off, they took care of everybody that paid for lawyers, which I was amazed to see people mm-hmm. paying for lawyers in a misdemeanor traffic court. But there you go. So, he took everybody <laughs> who paid for lawyers. So, all the lawyers got to stand up and... right talked to the judge, and they all addressed him as your honor. 
Then he called a group of 10, and since my last name begins with a B, I was one of the first ones to be called up. Oh, before we did that, we had to check in. So as we're checking in, I look behind me, and there's this little kid. And his mom's telling him, okay, sweetheart, you just give them your name. So I look at his mom, and I said, you mean he got the ticket? And she goes, yeah. I go, for driving? Was he driving a car or what? She goes, no, not a car. So I says, okay, I just oh, no. let him drop at that, and I went and gave him my name, and I went and sat down on one of the benches. And as I'm sitting there, the little kid was behind me. He's the next one up, and he's coming down the aisle. And his mom went to, to see uh, the bailiff or somebody. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, I said, how old are you? And he's just 12. And I said, what, did they get you for riding your bike or something? And he laughed. He said, no. I said, well, what'd you do? He said, I was push, pushing my four-wheeler down the street. We were going to go four-wheeling later on that day. And the problem with that is what? I don't know. They cited the kid and gave him a ticket for pushing a four-wheeler down the street. I'm I'm just bewildered. Uh, yeah, by I'm, this. I'm speechless. You know, I, I think about when uh, I had a Honda XL75 uh, that was the first vehicle that I ever had, with, and I was allowed to ride it around on the farm where I grew up. And I can just imagine, you know, there was there were times when I did, in fact, roll it down the side of the road in order to and, go someplace to ride it, and I you, this that would have never happened when I was a kid. And and that's the thing is, I live like at the edge of, of farmland, Illinois. I mean. To the west of me, there's nothing but cornfields. I'm like right on the edge, you know, right at the edge of civilization here. And, and so there's plenty of room for this kid to be going out and, and riding around in the cornfield or the soybean fields or wherever he was going. That's one his, of those uh, things you expect family. to see when you're out in the country. Exactly. So why they cited him, I have no idea. And I did not stick around to find out later. Maybe the, maybe the reason why, Matt, is because they just know people pay. They just know that if they give them this official-looking ticket, like this guy tried to with the couch on my lawn earlier this week, they just know that people, oh, my God, it's a ticket. I better well, go pay it. The municipal governments and state governments are desperate for money. The, 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 yeah, they can't know, print it. They were, they, were, <laughs> they were growing at leaps and bounds as the uh, housing bubble mm. went up. And they want to be able to keep up that fast um, you know, rate of growth. And the only way they're going to get additional revenue is by get, handing out yeah. these tickets. It's a good point. Well, I guess so. Um, and th- then the mom came back and sat down, and she said, here's the note for your principal explaining why you were late. Yeah, this is an important so, reason for, ki- for a kid to be out of school. I know. It's, uh, I'm, I was flabbergasted. I just, so anyway, that's, that's the reason I called was because to of tell the that kid story. in court. That, that just you know, amazed me. Um, other things happened. I had to deal with bureaucracies all day today, and I ended up buying a new car hmm. because uh, because of it all. Um, because there was all kinds of other things happening. Um, there, there, I had to take my car to get a new sticker on the license plate. When I went to get the sticker, they said, "Well, I got to take it to emissions testing." So I went to take oh, it to geez. emissions testing, and my car failed. <laughs> my sticker's already expired, so now I got a week to get it fixed. I was going to get a new car anyway. Wow, so amazing. I all in for a new car. Well, I hope you can get yourself to New Hampshire at some point, and then you can at least have some people uh, back you up in court, and uh, we can all just not stand together. Of course, uh, you um, did they let you get away with what you're planning to do in the first place, and that, that is show them the proof, and that, did they wipe it off, yes. supposedly? Yes, I, I, when they called my name, I went up there. I, uh, I showed them the, the proof, and the prosecutor said, uh, Something. I, I don't even understand what he said, and the judge said, dismissed, you can go. Of course, I don't know how many people are going to show up to your trial if you're just going to obey them. You probably have more people show up if you're going to somehow disobey. But all that said, you'll definitely have more support up here. Okay. <laughs>
Yeah, Thanks. well, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know that um, that I would have uh, disobeyed that anyway. Um, I don't. Uh, do you have to have insurance? In yeah, New you don't. Hampshire? You're right. You, it wouldn't even happen. You don't even have to have insurance in New Hampshire. It's a good point. It's true. It Thanks, wouldn't, Matt. Wouldn't Although I do, and so do you. Appreciate the story. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Having insurance is a good thing. It I, is. I just don't think that uh, you know. Uh, I, I think that a person should be responsible for their actions. I think that uh, yeah. if they get it, they you know they they don't need to have insurance if they don't want to have it. But our current system makes it you know it, it basically absolves somebody who's been in an accident from having insurance and I think that's wrong too. I think that if you if you're in an accident, you're responsible for making the other person whole. And if that Absolutely. includes you know, if the way you want to insure uh you know, not having some big hit on your bank account is through having insurance, which is how I do it. Um, I, that's that's fine and dandy, but if you just want to be able to write a check, that's fine. If you need to go in indentured servitude in order to pay for this person's hospital bills, then that's fine with me too. Toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. So we're going to check in with the Republican National Convention. Again, not inside, because I don't give a flip what those politicians are you talking are about saying. the Democratic one in uh, Denver? Nope, nope, nope. They've already... Now, the RNC is next week, right? Right, in Minneapolis. Well, it, it, the police state's already started to crack down there. Yeah. So uh, we know the police all this week have been... They've been pepper-spraying uh, innocent, peaceful protesters at the Democratic National Convention. Uh, there's a video of a police cracking a woman... Uh, Basically, right in the face with his baton. Gosh, uh, that's that video. That's the top video on the page I sent you, Mark. All of this, of course, will be posted on the BBS. Mo- most of it's actually already there. It'll just be on the show prep thread uh, later tonight, so you can see it for yourself. We'll check in and see what's going on a week in advance at the outside the Republican National Convention with the police state here in moments. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Get signed up for the updates, and we'll let you know whenever there's something fresh to know about Free Talk Live. Go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list. Uh, I sent out an update uh, a couple hours before the show, maybe an hour or so before the show, announcing that we have upgraded our streaming quality. The Free Talk Live broadband stream has gone from 56 kilobits per second to a whopping 80 kilobits per second. So that's a that's a 42% increase in bandwidth. So but it sound, sounded pretty good anyway. What's, it sounded how's, pretty good. How's it going to How's it going to change? It's really It sounds really crisp now in comparison. It's just, it's it is just better. Is uh, this Is this only going to affect people like you that have this like neurosis about audio because it does I, I never listened to the audio and thought to myself hmm this stinks <laughs> well it, the, the free talk again, li- i never listened to audio cassettes and thought they stunk but now that i can hear the difference between them yeah. and cds there certainly is a difference well if i was still running the old 56 kilobit stream you could listen back and forth and compare and you would hear the difference so it would be that sort of similar situation 56 was enough to sound decent 80 is Really, really nice. So we've upgraded the quality of the broadband stream. Of course, the dial-up stream is still there. So how are we paying for this uh, increase in streaming? We can afford it. All right. It's just a matter of making the decision. It was also to coincide with a the beginning of the beta test phase on the 24-hour streaming that we're doing now. So at all times now, when you click on the Free Talk Live Listen link, whether it's broadband or dial-up, you will be able to listen to the latest show streaming constantly. So right after the show's over, you'll hear immediately the 
this show repeating itself on the broadband stream. So, Ladies the, and gentlemen, if you like these advances that we've made, please amp the show at yes. amp.freetalklive.com. Become a member of our little club, and uh, you'll get some perks. Amp, definitely. Uh, <laughs> uh, Johnson is telling me that it, the uh, the upgrade means he can no longer listen on his iPhone, apparently. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's just too too fat of a bandwidth. Maybe we need uh, a, a smaller stream and a larger stream. I don't know. We need a dial-up stream. I might have remember to rethink old, this. Maybe the old dial-up stream. There is a dial-up stream. There still is a dial-up yeah. stream? Well, then what's the problem? I don't know. Maybe he can't get that either. We'll find out. We'll or work out the, the kinks here, which apparently we have kinks now. But anyway, uh, 24-hour streaming and higher bandwidth, so enjoy all that over at listen.freetalklive.com. And you'll know first if you're on the uh, the updates list at updates.freetalklive.com. All right, so again, your calls are primary, but we are going to talk in the meantime about the police state outside of the Republican and Democratic National Conventions. Now, again, I could give a flip what the politicians and politicos are saying inside the walls of the convention Oh, I know, centers. I know. They're lying. That's all you need to know. And uh, But what's happening outside? Well, a lot of things similar to what happened four years ago at the Republican National Convention in New York City. We know Denver has uh, – Denver's where the DNC is happening. We know they have a warehouse that they're supposedly going to be putting people in. I've yet to hear whether or not they're utilizing that. Well, did you see the uh, – in the park they have these uh, freedom cages uh, that where <laughs> people have to sleep all, all, all night long under clay lights, and it's, it's freaking awful. I have not seen this. People are what now? They're sleeping in these cages. Apparently, there. You know, yes, there's cages um, in the parks in Denver, and you know, people are under these big, bright spotlights. That's really strange. I would like to see the uh, the details on that. That is well, a story I, I, I haven't come you, across. I, I'm sure you got uh, CC'd on this, but maybe I did. I, I'm behind on emails. So uh, we continue here, though. The story from the Republican National Convention, which hasn't even started yet. It's apparently about a week out. Uh, and this story from the Daily Planet, the Twin Cities, cameras, camcorders, cell phones, computer, notebooks, even clothes and a sleeping bag were confiscated by Minneapolis police in the name of Homeland Security Monday night, according to a trio of young artist journalists in town to report on the RNC. Anita Brathwaite, age 20, had just arrived on the bus from Chicago late on August 25th, ready to report on the RNC. Vlad Tickberg and Olivia Katz, fellow members of New York's Glad Glass Bead Collective, had arrived earlier. They met her at the bus station, and the trio headed back to, the, to their home in northeast Minneapolis, where they planned to stay while reporting on the convention. According to their attorney, Bruce Nestor, they boarded the uh, bus and then walked the final two blocks. Then two Minneapolis squad cars stopped them. In the initial conversation, Brothwaite said the officers asked them about robberies in the neighborhood, which is a common excuse, by the way, for the police to stop somebody that they want to harass or search. They will commonly say, well, you know, some place has been robbed and you resemble the, the suspect or, or it. you know, do you know anything? So they were ordered to put their hands on the hood of the squad car, and officers began searching them. When they asked if they were under arrest, the officers said no. Then they asked if they were free to go, and they were told no. 
at some point. Well, you know, it makes you wonder, what is the, the difference between being under arrest and free to go? I mean, it would seem like I'm either under arrest, which arrest means stop. Well, there's a detention, which is in between uh, contact. There's contact, there's detention, and there's arrest. When a cop contacts you, he's asking questions. When he detains you, you aren't allowed to leave, but you're not let, not yet under arrest. It's my understanding that a cop needs what they call reasonable suspicion to detain and probable cause to arrest. I could be wrong about that, and not that they really adhere to their own rules anyway. Right? Yeah, what, what, what is a reasonable suspicion? Who's going to question what reasonable suspicion is? So, uh, at some point, a white SUV from the Hennepin County Sheriff's Department pulled up, but no one got out of that vehicle. Brathwaite said, we kept saying, we do not consent to any search, but the officers searched their belongings anyway. The three young people were questioned separately. I don't think they can do that. No, they can't. But they can. I mean, they can't, because they, they can. can. They, they can because they did, and right. they have the guns. Uh, three young people were questioned separately, photographed, and released, but police refused to re- return their belongings. Now, this is interesting. They're photographed. That's kind of a new thing, right? When the cops approach you on the street to, to ask you some questions. they're strange taking, contact. Taking pictures, and they took all their stuff. They even took the backpack and the sleeping bag that held all of Brothwaite's clothing and her personal belongings for the entire week ahead. Tickberg said to add insult to injury, they refused to give Denver's us a receipt finest. for our belongings. Uh, this is not Denver. This is Minneapolis. This oh. is where the Republican National Convention has yet to even begin, and this is the kind of uh, activity that's that's going on in the streets. So uh, they to- they stole all their stuff, and they did not give a receipt for the belongings, which means they took everything, and now it's their word against the police as far as what stuff that was uh, as far as the stuff that was stolen. They're never getting it back. I mean, it's it's part of the bureaucracy at this point. How in the world could they possibly get it back? They don't have a receipt? I don't know, man. There were some people in the after the, the Hurricane Katrina flooding that had their guns confiscated. They didn't get a receipt. They did manage to get their guns back months and months later. So it may be possible, but it won't be easy. And so one of the journalists said, this is completely outside what I would call a law and order society. Well, it's, it's, maybe, it's one thing when um, there's a lawsuit in play and the cops you know, have to then, then go scouring through the evidence room and that kind of thing in order to find this one thing because they've got a, law, a, huge, you know, a lawsuit they've got to deal mm-hmm. with. It's another thing entirely when you're outside going, hey, you took my backpack and stuff and I like it back. You, know, I mean, that's, you just don't have any power there. Attorney Bruce Nestor says he was informed that police are now seeking a search warrant to search the items for evidence of trespassing in a railroad yard, a misdemeanor offense. In his 15 years of practicing law, he said he's never seen confiscation of belongings under similar circumstances for investigation of a misdemeanor. The trio insists they never went into the railroad yard and that video from the squad cars will show that they did not. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. So will they get their stuff back? Their cameras? Will they get their notes? Will they get their notebooks? Will they get their computers, their cell phones, their sleeping bag? Good questions all. Don't know if it'll happen. Uh, Coming up, though, we'll tell you what happened with an ABC News reporter, a man with a bit more, oh, I don't know, influence, a little more clout. How did the cops treat him in Denver? Coming up. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it is. Ian here with you. And Mark? You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. 
And those features include, as I mentioned before, the live streams, a broadband and dial-up version. Also, our webcam is available at cam.freetalklive.com. And uh, we did mention that there might be an objection with the new broadband stream, uh, but apparently there is no problem. Johnson had apparently not tested it before. He said he didn't think he Big could stream baby. it. And our chat room did test it. There are a few iPhone users there in the chat room. They did say that the broadband stream is usable over the, uh, the iPhone. Free so. Talk Live, the most technically savvy audience on earth. Maybe. I mean, it's certainly, well, no, the, the tech show is probably more tech savvy. There's probably tech savvy. But we're pre- they're pretty darn tech savvy, and so enjoy the brand new test. Uh, it's kind of a, t- a test phase right now, the 24-hour streams. So most of the time it'll be up, but you know I reserve the right to take it down as necessary and make changes. So anyway, go to listen.freetalklive.com to see what that's all about. Any change you make, you can be certain. Some people will be happy with it, and some people will be upset. You know, isn't that the truth? All right, so we're talking about... The uh, the Republican National Convention, the Democratic National Convention, what's going on on the outside? I could give a damn about what's happening inside, but outside is the real story. Outside is where they have freedom cages, as they are being <laughs> called. Mark, you're telling me that uh, the D- is this a DNC outside of that, that they actually have cages? They're locking people in outdoors? In, in the, well, that's what the video was, they're, yeah. They're like detainment cages? Well, they're, they're actually, I guess this is the way that you go about camping in the park, you have to rent a cage or something. The, like no, that? well, you don't rent it. You just stay in it. But the the idea was is that they were going to have a whole bunch of people come here for the DNC, and uh, you know some of them wouldn't be able to pay for hotel rooms. I'm sure, there's a lot of hippies involved, mm-hmm. right? So they're staying in uh, in cages uh, with uh, shock troops around them and that kind of thing. Are they being locked in these cages? I didn't see locks. I don't know what to tell it's you. It's very strange to me. I, they they I don't certainly know looked f- locked in. There were people hanging on them. Can you pull that video up so I can see it during one of the uh, the breaks? Anyway, uh, so there's cages apparently strewn about the place. The DNC, people are having their heads cracked in with, uh, with uh, police billy clubs. The crowds are being pepper sprayed. But what else is going on? Well, it doesn't seem like the police care too much that they're being recorded. We've noticed that. They just don't really seem to mind. And so they actually decided to go after a journalist, which, again, I should point out, this isn't an original case. This isn't the first time something like this has happened. There was a story a few weeks back, or maybe several months ago, about a reporter in Miami that was shooting a, a, a news package out in front of the Miami, one of the Miami high schools. He was out in front of the high school as the kids were getting out of school. He wasn't bothering anybody. He was shooting a news package, and they ordered him to go across the street. The police told him he could not be there shooting on that particular street corner, even though it's a public, it was clearly a public road, a public way. And the reporter did put up a bit of a, a, a stink about it. In fact, so much of a stink that he ended up getting arrested for being on a public sidewalk in front of a government school. Now, this guy wasn't in front of a school. His name is uh, Asa Eslocker from ABC News and the story from ABC News is, uh, again, coming out of Denver this time. Police in Denver arrested an ABC News producer yesterday as he and a camera crew were attempting to take pictures on a public sidewalk of Democratic senators and VIP donors leaving a private meeting at the Brown Palace Hotel. Police on the scene refused to tell ABC lawyers the charges against the producer who works with the ABC News investigative unit. A cigar-smoking Denver police sergeant, accompanied by a team of five other officers, Man, I got the cigar in his mouth. first put his hands on S. Locker's neck, 
then twisted, you can see that in the video, by the way, then twisted the producer's arm behind him to put on handcuffs. A police official later told lawyers for ABC News that S. Locker is being charged with trespass, interference, and failure to follow a lawful order. He also said the arrest followed a signed complaint from the Brown Palace Hotel. S. Locker was put in handcuffs and loaded in the back of a police van which headed for a nearby police station. Video taken to the scene shows a man wearing the uniform of a Boulder County Sheriff ordering S. Locker off the sidewalk in front of the hotel to the side entrance. The sheriff's office is seen telling S. Locker the sidewalk is owned by the hotel. Later, he's seen pushing S. Locker off the sidewalk into oncoming traffic, forcing him to the other side of the street. And that's pretty unusual for anyone to own the sidewalk yeah, in front say, of their property. Um, not the pushing into traffic part, because, I mean, he was pushed out into the street, and, yeah. you know, there were cars sort of about, but, uh, you know, it's not like he was pushed into the path of an oncoming bus. But uh, when, you see the, when you see this uh, police officer strangling this guy, you'll be like, what is going on? It's hard for me to imagine that anyone owns the sidewalk. Besides it, it is. But but they did, you know, remove him from the sidewalk, and it turns out that it was two hours later when Denver police arrived to place Mr. Eslocker under arrest. So they obviously weren't in a big rush to arrest this guy, and he clearly wasn't causing that big of a problem. He seemed relatively mild-mannered. He was on his cell phone when the police were ordering him off. He said, wait a minute, and then they started pushing him. I don't know what went on before the video that was shot, and it's not like it matters. It's ABC's video. They've got yeah. a heck of a lot bigger podium to stand on than uh, than the Boulder Police Department does or this hotel. So, um, you know, all that matters is what people are going to see. And what people are going to see is some guy who was talking on his phone getting shoved by a cop and then mm-hmm. strangled. Well, now, the strangling doesn't last very long, but he very clearly puts I, his I, hand on his neck. I, I mean, it's, it looks like a choke move to me. I, I don't feel like I'm being, uh, you know, I, I, you know, you're not being, being outrageous here. All right. Well, here's the uh, last little detail from the story. One of the police officers during the arrest can be heard saying to Mr. Eslocker, you're lucky I didn't knock the F out of you. So this is the serve and protect. These are the people that are out there keeping us safe, right? These are the people that we're supposed to bow down on bended knee and thank for all of their hard work protecting oh. us. Thank you for nothing. I, have, I don't want anything to do with this sort of behavior, and I am embarrassed that I, have, I am funding these police departments. Well, you know, I, I understand that a lot of people are, you know, uh, the, the na- nerves are frayed during this time, and uh, they re- that the police are on their toes and all that other stuff. But the problem comes in and is, well, you know, basically too much public property and way too big a government. Mm-hmm. If, if the DNC was responsible for their own security, if this hotel was responsible, Responsible for their own security, right. these issues wouldn't be the problem. But instead, you you have uh, you know some police officer that believes the sidewalk belongs to the hotel. Hmm. It's possible. I, it, anything's possible, but I've never heard of such a thing. But once you've got the guy off the sidewalk, why, why is it two hours that why did why is, does two hours have to pass before he's he had arrested? He to sell his hand and strangling the man, of course. It's just amazing to me uh, what is going on here. And again, all of this caught on video. We'll have the link up for you later at the Free Talk Live BBS on the show prep thread in case you haven't seen any of this stuff. It also includes the video of the woman getting cracked in the head uh, with a baton by the police, where the police also, by the way, later, after the woman was cracked in the face, what, it, what appears to be her face, I can't, can't really tell exactly from the video, but it is hard enough to where the, uh, the woman is knocked to the ground and she does not get up, um, and the police officer calls her a bitch in the, in the process as well. 
So really, really nice guys, high-quality people these police uh, departments are hiring around the country to represent themselves. Well, that's not very professional. No, it certainly isn't. And so then in the footage of this woman being – and this is not a reporter, just one of the protesters – this woman being knocked to the ground uh, by the police whipping his baton in her face, she gets up and at, at a later point is actually being interviewed. And she's in the middle of an interview being totally peaceful. And the cop, a cop just walks in from behind her, grabs her, and t- just takes her away, just disappears her. It's really spooky. And you should, you should be concerned. You don't think this can happen where you live? You think this only happens because there's a Republican or Democratic convention in town? You're wrong. Because that well, there's just more cameras. Right, there's more cameras. You know, it's it's been posited that uh, since the Vietnam War, that it's, it's essentially the United States can't fight an effective war because uh, well, there's too many cameras around. And I would say that we've gotten to the point that there's too many cameras that uh, you know the police departments can't go about doing things in the manner that they previously did them. I would was, say there are not enough. Know, essentially, uh, you know, uh, strong arming people. There are not enough cameras around. Not enough cameras. Oh, I'm not saying that there's too, too many cameras. I'm not enough wireless connections. Things are, things are going to change. Oh, they are. They definitely are in the process of changing. And these police and these other government people that support them are not going to want to go quietly into the night, which is what they should do. They should just leave us alone. But they're going to have to learn the hard way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want if you dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, and enjoy them all on us. If you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Uh, if you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Whatever you buy in over 41 categories... Amazon.freetalklive.com will result in a chunk of your sale going to Free Talk Live. And used items are for sale there, too, so you can even save a few bucks more than you would normally save by going through Amazon. Once again, Amazon.freetalklive.com. A new, a new online store featuring whimsical decorative knobs and poles is open for business. FunKnobs.com is catered toward consumers looking to get the playroom, kids' room, bathroom, or even the kitchen, a unique and fun flair. Toll-free customer phone service is available at 1-877-820-9224. That's 877-820-9224. FunKnobs.com is the creation of parent company InnerKnobs.com online since 2004. As uh, we continue here, your calls are primary. If you dial in at 800-259-9231, pretty much done with the convention police state updates. Uh, maybe you've heard something we haven't yet. I'm sure there's a lot of video footage out there. Or there are a lot of cameras around. So if we've missed something and you want to share it with us, we'd love to hear from you. It's only going to get worse before it gets better as in, far as these things go. Yeah. In the meantime, let's go to your email box, Mark, where you've been holding off on – you've been wanting to get to this email for quite a while, so – Let's uh, let's do it, shall we? Yep, hand ringing. Yeah, the the the, the name of the e- email is hand ringing, and it's uh, from us uh, from D. I've been listening to the criticisms from and concerning the Montana listeners, and for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, uh, there's a radio station uh, in Montana that has taken us off weekdays uh, because I don't know some of their listeners were insulted. 
basically because we didn't agree with their fringe conspiracy theories. Yeah, that's it. And uh, about the pain, oh, and we like to, the freedom to to cross imaginary lines in the sand. Yeah, and uh, about the paid killer comment, which of course was uh, a couple of Saturday nights ago, got into a uh, scuffle with an older gentleman who uh, asked me if I'd ever been in the military, and I said no, I'd never been a paid killer. Um, I love the show, and if you guys start getting all touchy-feely, this show will go right down the drain. I understand that each of you have a pretty strong liberty agenda, and I applaud that. But the people that have been offended by your show will never love liberty. Treating some of your callers like the nut jobs most of, most of us think they are is just hilarious. Your show is entertaining, period. It always has been, and I hope you will never stop, no matter how many of the crazies threatening stop listening. Being a Christian, I especially appreciate religious people trying to justify their particular beliefs. This is good stuff. I'm not kidding. It's some funny ass. And, you know, if you're listening for the first time, both Ian and I have some pretty iconoclastic uh, views on religion and mm-hmm. uh, what exists, you know, what religions are today and, and that kind of thing. So this, if this guy is a Christian and he can handle listening to our show... Well, you got to have a pretty thick skin, I guess, to listen to the show. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think that we've really toned anything down significantly. I think it was a fair criticism when somebody suggested that calling the uh, calling those folks kooks or crackpots <laughs> was it wasn't fair necessarily, and I, I feel like that was a legitimate criticism, and that's why I've changed what I call them to fringe conspiracy theorists instead of attacking the person and calling them a crackpot uh calling them a fringe conspiracy theorist it's just as far as logical fallacies are concerned it's just better you know you aren't using uh the uh, ad hominem attack and so that was really pretty much the only change that uh, that i think that we made as a result of that it's not like we're going to tolerate uh the the crackpottery or the the fringe conspiracy theories for very long we'll let them call and get their point out but not going to let them go through a hundred points or anything like that so i don't really think there's much to be concerned with as with everything when someone has a critique i listen to the critique and then if i agree with any of it or if i think it's a part of it is useful i will adopt those uh those suggestions and act accordingly i remember when we first started doing free talk live the general manager uh of the radio station that we worked for at the time had called us in to go over the basics of talk radio. To yeah, give it was us a great a, meeting. Oh, it was really great. Got a lot of good information out of it and a lot of info that I will never utilize on the program. I mean, they, they gave you, they gave us the rules. They give us the rundown of what makes a so supposedly makes a good talk show host. And many of these things I completely ignored because it just wasn't me. It wasn't right for me. It was, it was dishonest. Things like never change your mind. That was one of the one of yep. the you know you always especially never change it on air. You can yeah. come back uh, a week or, later and have a new opinion, right? And that's fine. But it's never a listener that could change your mind or anything like that. You're you're supposed to have one position and defend it vehemently. Yes. And we're good at that when it comes to the pro liberty viewpoint. But we've also had our minds changed over the year, the years. So to you're not d- supposed to say things like I don't know. So apparently, being on the microphone yeah. makes you superhuman. Which I don't agree with either. Yeah, I think that we so. are humans and uh, we make mistakes and we're not any more special than anybody else out there. So, so again, I, I sort of take all the critique uh, with a grain of salt and adapt and add whatever I feel is, is relevant. So I don't, think, I don't think the show has lost an edge at all. But I appreciate him um, you know, backing us up. Well, I, I, I agree. I appreciate him backing us up. I, I think that no matter how hard I try to be reasonable, uh, logical, and uh, you know, listen to the whole side of the situation, 
I'm logical, but I'm going to come out of the frame on people every now and then, and that's just the way that's going to be. And mm. I just I, I don't think there's anything I'd do about it. Everybody gets overheated. You know, that's what happens. Sometimes you, you when you're on the air for three hours straight, it can be difficult to be choosy about what comes out of your mouth. I mean, when you're in the middle of a conversation with somebody and things start to get heated, it becomes even more difficult uh, to be very deliberate about what it is that you say. So that's part of what you're dealing with there. You, nobody can be perfect. Right. And on the on the paid killer comment, uh, people have come in come in on both sides of it. Actually, sure. I've never I haven't gotten a single email or response saying that uh, paid killer was wrong or bad. Inaccurate. Yeah. Right. Um, certainly, it was not inaccurate, and uh, many people will you know I mean that's what the military's job is to kill people and break things. Absolutely. Um, hey, if anything, it's resulted that the, all the, both all of these controversies have resulted in really I think great show content. I agree. You know the the, the discussion of what to do, how to handle these things. All of this would probably, again, all of this sort of content would also probably violate the original rules of, you know, don't talk shop on the air. Right. Absolutely. Don't talk behind the scenes. Don't tell the, li- the listeners what's really going on. And we do that stuff all the time on this uh, yeah, show. Yeah, we do. We have a great deal of respect for our listeners and, uh, you know, their, their comments and what they've got to say on a given issue. And so you know, what they send us is important. Toll-free number here for you is 800-259-9231. Now he goes on about military service. I worked for a short time as a volunteer coordinator for a local chapter of Habitat for Humanity. When a group of volunteers would show up, they would arrive in their own vehicles with their own provisions for the day. They would bring their own tools and many times their own material. Each volunteer would work all day with only minimal supervision. Hmm. When they were done, the place was better than when they had arrived. No one lost their lives. While I worked at um, Habitat for Humanity, no one took anyone else's life. There were people there of all ages, nationalities, religions, and both sexes. No one was ever raped while I worked at HFH, and in some small way, we served the families whose house we were building, and they were better for it. So were we. Cool. When we left at the end of the day, I paid. I didn't. Um, I I didn't pay them anything. Sometimes they even paid for the privilege of volunteering. Compare that with military service. Who's served? Are they compensated for their time? Yes. Do they purchase their own materials and tools? No. If they really believe in the cause, then why don't they? <laughs> Who is better off when they? kill someone they don't know in a land in which they're not invited and inhabited by people who don't speak their language. And when they're done killing for four years, are they better people for doing it? Or are they afflicted with mental illnesses and guilt? I'd say the latter. Yep. What veteran could consider using their pay or even paying for the privilege of defending their country? Um, show me a veteran who can, who that, that could refuse all the numerous veterans' benefits he, is, he or she is offered. I think he's making a really good point here. Uh, Mark, you're being too kind calling veterans paid killers. No hitman with an honor would demand medical, educational, retirement benefits <laughs> and periodic honors um, from their victims' families. There's no term to um, term to for harsh too harsh for people who call themselves veterans. This is rough. Wow. Uh, they do not deserve our respect, just our disdain. Well, I, I don't agree with that. Yeah, I, I don't agree I with that them. either. I, I pity the, the veterans you know, I, because I feel like they were duped. I feel like they were given a bill of goods that wasn't true. They were told they were going to be serving their country. They were told they were going to be protecting freedom. They were told all of these lies that are very clearly on close inspection lies, right. and they never figured it out. And I, so I feel like they're just you know victims of being uh, a, a big scam. It's close inspection. That's the issue. Close inspection, critical thinking. And most, most people, myself included, do not apply close inspection and critical thinking to every aspect of their life. So they assume that... That the things that they're telling us, like 
the military is defending freedom mm-hmm. is so. Is Can the military defend freedom? You're darn right. If we kept it in the borders and we didn't go out gallivanting all over the world. Is the military defending the freedom, I suppose, of some privileged people in, in Iraq? Yeah, you know they Mark, are, uh, but they're also attacking people. I don't agree that the military would be very effective at defending freedom, even if they were within the borders. And certainly, the founding many of the founding fathers actually agreed with that. That's why they prescribed that the army not be around for more than two years at a time. And if the military's defending against a, a threat, they're going to have no problem blowing up your house in the meantime, and you will not get a payment for that if the military blows up your house in the defense of freedom. Whereas if you are hiring a company to protect you and your property, that would be a different story. Hour two is coming up you take control bring up anything this is free talk live you ever have one of those days where everything goes right first i get the best parking space at work tonight i have a date with a very lovely rachel and today i gave a killer presentation in sydney finalized the contract in london and demoed our new product in boston online from my desk with webex WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code, 600, to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want if you dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy them all on us at freetalklive.com. We go right to your calls. Paula is on the line in Florida. Paula, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Paula. Paula going once. Yeah, I'm here. You're here. Here Here you are. Go ahead. I just got some information a while ago, and this is unreal. We're actually selling Kenworth trucks loaded with stuff. They're being taken down to Mexico and shipped to Russia. Who is we? Uh, uh, This country. The the United States federal government is selling trucks trucks full of – Kenworth trucks, and they're loaded, and he said they are huge. Loaded with what? Uh, well, this one driver stopped and talked to this one guy that does uh, one of their truckers, and uh, he he didn't say exactly what it was that was on the back. It was uh, covered mm-hmm. up; you couldn't see it. But uh, they said they're huge. So, and whatever this thing is, the bids are absolutely huge. Said that God knows what it could be. So, are you but suggesting it, the government is operating as a middleman in a business transaction because the government doesn't actually create products and services? So, whatever those trucks are well, loaded with. Kenworth and uh, my husband explained it to me. He said there's other people involved too, and uh, but anyway, in this company. But anyway, uh, the thing is, if we're fighting Russia, why are we selling them? They think they could be. They're big enough to be missiles on these trucks. That's how huge these trucks well, are. They may very. They, maybe we made some kind of deal with Russia to pull out of Georgia and, and South Ossetia uh, and all that stuff. This has been going on for a while. This is before we were in jo- uh, Georgia. So this is uh, these are old trucks, trucks that have been. No, these aren't old ones. So no. wait, how, I'm sorry, I missed it. I thought you said they were going to Mexico. How do you know they're no, going to they're, Russia? They're driving them down there and then they're shipped to Russia. Okay, all right. And these are all allegations coming from your fax machine, Paula? Is that no? Right? Uh-uh. There's somebody that that had the information. Where'd you Where'd you hear this? Uh, somebody I know. Somebody in person that you know? 
I just talked to him on the phone a little okay. while ago, and he told me everything because we talked about this before. Gotcha. She so can't he reveal her sources. Got more information. Gotcha. So you're alleging that the U.S. federal government is selling truckloads full of who knows what. Uh, and the trucks to, themselves. And they're being ported. Uh, they're they're being shipped out from a port in Mexico mm-hmm. to Russia. Russia. Allegedly. Yeah. Well, sounds very intriguing, I mean, if, Paula. If we're fighting. I mean. I know. I mean, I know we got to make money, but uh, the thing is, this is. Well, now wait a you minute. You, when you say we, do you mean the federal government? Well, I guess. I mean, well, the we federal government to... can't make money. It's it. It can only steal money. It the government <laughs> yeah, well, doesn't it's, it's actually operate money. Matter of fact, uh-huh. our government, or actually the Illuminati's, have been what I've been told. <laughs> they have stole six hundred trillion dollars, and they've got it packed away. And then in nineteen ninety-seven. They took ten trillion of our money. I think they probably have a bunch of zeros and ones in a computer. I don't know who no, it is that is has the money, money, but money that's been packed away. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that, that's an interesting allegation. But to go it's back to what you were saying before, Paula, fact. about uh, how the government needs to make money. Paula, just so you know, told about this too. The government doesn't need to make money. It can steal all of the money at once. I thank you for the call tonight. It can tonight. print it, too. Yeah, it can just print it right out, which is stealing. That's essentially stealing from the existing money supply all the money that you have. It's, it's literally taking value right out of it uh, when, they, when they print money. So government can steal all the money at once. So it doesn't need to run loads of equipment and missiles uh, down to Russia to make a little extra on the side because it can't it make may anything. Very, this may very well be a true a, a, a true story. I don't know. I mean, you know, sometimes they need to have different money for black ops. They may have uh, arranged something with Russia to get out. Of, I don't know. I mean, it could be freaking wheat for all, yeah, uh, all knows? she knows. And so, I mean, you know. Speculation. Let's go to Bill in Oklahoma. You're on Free Talk Live. But you are free to speculate here on the show. Bill, you're on the air. Yeah, thank you, gentlemen. Um, actually, I have a question for Ian tonight. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, I guess it was one time last week you had said uh, that you would not sell out uh, your program if a higher up um, came to you and flashed a lot of money in your face. Uh, my question no, is, I wouldn't. With, with, my, which leads to my question. My question would be, if the government is successful in shoving this um, this new pending uh, bill which is ties internet uh, net neutrality and the fairness doctrine all in in one nice little package. Hmm. Um, would that would that change your mind as to like wanting to team up with someone that has bigger uh, bigger wallets so that they could fend off uh, uh, any kind of nope. attempt to. I don't. I don't even know what the bill is that you're suggesting. I'm not familiar with it. It sounds kind of spooky. I, it doesn't sound like a good thing at all. But I, I'm not familiar with it, and it doesn't really matter to me what that says uh, inside it. I, I uh, you know, they, they, having big pockets means people can go after you. If you don't have big pockets, then there's not much for them to take in the first place. So well, that wouldn't be a motivating factor. But if, but if the, uh, the 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 bill did come out, I suspect that we would probably, to some extent, do what we had to do to uh, stay on the air. What do you mean? Well, I mean, We're I don't know. We're not threatened by anything. Currently. Well, well, well and the, well, signing up the, with a big company wouldn't help us stay on the air. I'm not saying that signing up for a big company would. Okay. Well, I the, said that we'd do what we'd have to do. The, the Fairness Doctrine was enacted once before, and basically all it is is a law that, that gives the government the ability to uh, authoritatively throw people off the air if they don't, if they don't agree with a, a certain viewpoint. And seeing as how Free Talk Live and much to its credit, is really anti-government. Um, I would s- suspect that Free Talk Live would be one of the very first ones that it would try to target. I, I would prefer to be called pro-freedom. It just more, sounds a lot more positive. But yes, uh, it's certainly possible the government could target us. In fact, right now, the FCC already has rules in place that prohibit 
uh, the sort of speech, and I don't have them right in front of me at the moment, but I it came across this the other day, Mark, and I showed it to you, that in their section of all the things that are prohibited on the air, obviously obscenity, they don't like that very much. They also don't like profanity very much. Indecency is allowed between t- the hours of 10 o'clock at night and 6 a.m., uh, so they're restrictive with indecency. And again, they have very, very nebulous definitions of all of these things on their website. But the other thing that they had was a prohibition on inciting imminent lawlessness. I think I think those are the words. Again, I remember just using uh, my memory. Sounds here. right. But basically, when I'm on the air advocating people ignore the government or non-cooperate or something like that, they could very easily decide to say, well, that's advocating imminent lawlessness, and so therefore you're in violation. So, I mean, right now, without this new bill that you're talking about, we already are at risk of some sort of FCC crackdown. I mean, I'm sure if the FCC wanted to, they could go to all 40 of our radio stations, threaten them with big fines, and, and then it'd be real fast that they'd take Free Talk Live off the air. Uh, in which case, we'd keep doing our show on the Internet, and uh, we encourage people to put up pirate radio transmitters. Sounds like a plan to me. Thank you so much. There you go, Bill. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And with our brand new 24-hour streaming, putting up a pirate station is even easier than ever. 1-800-259-9231. So, but all of our stations are behind us. Our licensed radio station affiliates, all 40 of them are really great supporters of the show. So I hope they wouldn't all just bend right over for the FCC. Only time will tell. I don't know. I mean, when, when the government cracks down on something, if if this was the case, I wouldn't get too worried about I'm it. I'm not worried yeah, at all. I'm, I'm not worried at all. Um, but when they do, it, generally people scatter and get away. But just like you, I don't have any problem with uh, pirate radio stations. I think they're good for. I think they're good for the radio industry. As I long think as they behave themselves, as long as they aren't doing something mean, like trying to transmit over top of an existing frequency. Yeah, stomping on somebody else's signal is not cool. Right. So you be a good neighbor to your other radio stations in the area, and you should be okay. It won't guarantee to keep you safe. But I was actually talking with somebody on the the BBS recently about the idea of pirate stations and. You know, we're talking about what what to do as far as running one, and would you encounter trouble with the FCC? There's a good chance the FCC is going to come pay you a visit. But I wonder, you know, what what will ha- what will happen when you finally got a liberty oriented person running a pirate station? Usually, the people that run pirate stations are, for instance, out in California, there's a bunch of lefties like Free Radio Berkeley and and uh, stations like that. And then there's a there are people that are running their stations just for fun, for the fun of it. I don't know how many pirates in the past have had a real good knowledge of the principles of freedom, like our listeners do. So I wonder how it would be different. You know, the FCC comes and knocks on your door. Take Barry Cooper's advice. Don't answer. Then I guess they could probably get some sort of warrant to bust in at, at some point. That's certainly a possibility. The FCC has uh, you know officers that are armed. Yes, yeah. they use the SWAT team. I mean, when they come in to raid a pirate station, they are using the SWAT team. Uh, I remember the story from the party. As pirate. though there's any danger in these. I mean, that, that yeah. that's. Yeah, how Part many of it times that I really they, don't understand? Right, how many times have they raided a pirate radio station and come up against a man with a gun? Don't think that's Probably happened. Probably never happened. Yeah. 1-800-259-9231. So it'd be very interesting to see what would happen in a situation where a liberty-oriented programmer running a pirate station was under attack by the FCC, especially in an area where he or she has Strong's community support, because the longer they let you stay on the air, the more likely you are to build community support behind your station. And then if people show up to defend you at the same time as they're attacking, who knows what will happen. Free Talk Live, more on the way.
This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. If you dial in, take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include the wiki, over 1,700 pages created by listeners just like you. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com to get interactive. It's like the listener-editable version of our website. That's wiki, W-I-K-I.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. As we continue with your calls, Gene in Tennessee in uh, on the amp line rather gene you're on free talk live hey i bet you didn't know that the christian anarchist always wanted to be a pirate and what kind of pirate uh, gene? well you know years ago i used to broadcast uh all the tcm streams with a little milliwatt thing you know one of these little milliwatt guys and i would <laughs> put a antenna on it just so i could listen on my property but mm-hmm. about a year ago i bought a five watt fm transmitter off oh, cool. of uh, ebay what brand? And uh, uh, it's just one of them cheap Chinese ones. The Chinese one, H H H L L Y, I believe, is currently being sold. Uh, if you search eBay for H L L Y, you'll come up with all kinds of uh, cheap Chinese transmitters, which are very, very affordable. Yeah, they had actually up to 25 watts, but yeah. I got the five water and uh, set it up. I just got the antenna sitting on a table next to my computer, and I got a one mile range. I figured if I ever took that antenna and mounted it up on the roof and took an SWR meter and actually tuned the antenna, which yeah. I've never done, I'd probably get five, six, maybe even ten miles on that puppy. Damn. Now, wait a minute. That antenna is indoors and it's getting a mile? Yeah, it's indoors sitting on my table next to my computer. That's pretty amazing, Gene, I have to say. Yeah. Very cool. And uh, I was pretty surprised, too, when I first set it up and I drove it mile away from the house and could pick it up. It's it's pretty scratchy at a mile, you know. You got it kind of right. fades in and out, but the fact that you can pick up anything is pretty amazing. Yeah, I think but, that's that's uh, fantastic. Yeah, anybody can do it. It's cheap, it's affordable, it doesn't cost much. But what what about the time what, I nope no one's ever knocked on my door. That's what I was gonna say. What about the FCC? I mean they, they sound very, very scary when they say that you could be up paying up to twenty thousand dollar fine, you could be looking at years in prison. Uh that doesn't phase you at all, huh, Gene? What what's your plan if they do come knocking? They come knocking, I I cut the power and lay low for a while. So I wonder what it takes. I mean, I I have to say it's been a long time since I've done research into the realm of pirate radio. I used to be really into it uh, back at the uh, the turn of the century. Uh, but I haven't done any research recently, so I wonder what it is the FCC, what sort of steps they have to go through behind the scenes in order to actually get to act, to break into someone's home and steal all their equipment. Because that would be obviously the biggest concern is that the FCC is going to come in and they'll take stuff that doesn't even have anything to do with your pirate rig. They'll take. I remember the story from the pirate party pirate back in Tampa, uh, back in the mid '90s when they were raided. They told they told us after the fact or in their on their website that they stole all kinds of stuff from them, including a picture of Jesus off the wall. So, <laughs> uh, so I mean, just, you got to be careful with this. But as long as you're willing to take that kind of risk then it could be a lot of well, fun. I do live kind of out of ways from the city, so there's not, uh, within the mile radius of my house, there's mm-hmm. probably only, you know, 45 homes within that mile radius. So I'm kind of safe, I think, out yeah. there. 
So not very likely the uh, licensed competition is going to complain to the FCC because they probably can't even hear you. Right, that's true. Very good. But I, it sure helps me because I can drive around and listen uh, around by my place on the radio, and I can any place I go around my property, I can carry a portable radio. I, I think it's great. Yeah, and you can be the program director. Very cool. Anything yep. else you wanted to share, Gene? Oh, uh, the, as far as the DNC uh, videos, uh, I don't, didn't hear you talk about the uh, eight-year-old little girls chalking the sidewalk that got uh, pushed face down into the sidewalk and handcuffed. No, I have not heard that, that one. No, I didn't that, hear that, that one myself. On you- yeah, that one's on YouTube, too. Got to put those shocked, violent, I mean. protesting eight-year-olds with chalk in their place, huh? Oh, that chalk could be deadly. You know, if, if enough of that chalk dust got into the air, you could maybe choke someone to death. Amazing, Gene. I'll uh, have to be on the lookout for that one, and I thank you for the call, as always, sir. 800-259-9231. There is no low. Uh, there is no lowest of the low for these police. They will continue to scrape the bottom of the barrel until it is gone. I mean, these people are, are sick. That you could do something like that to an eight-year-old. I'm looking forward to, or frightened to see that particular piece of video. It sounds awful. Well, you know, that's that, uh, that's not the kind of thing that cops should be worrying about. I'll tell you that. Let's continue here. John in New Hampshire, you are on Free Talk Live. Hello, John. Gentlemen. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Good evening. Yes, sir. Uh, I have to I have to laugh when you said they tore a picture of Jesus off the wall because guy at work this morning was just telling me about some of these protesters, mm-hmm. and there was a conservative guy. He was concerned about his son that showed up on a video, and he was saying, I don't know what went wrong. It, you know, he, we, we brought him up in the Christian church. We, you know, we brought him to Sunday school all the time, all that stuff, and he turned into a long-haired advocate for peace out on the street. Isn't, isn't that, that what Jesus was? Yeah, isn't that funny? And the guy was all lamenting about uh, he didn't know what went wrong wow. because, because, he, because he brought him up to be right. Right, anyway. because apparently good Christians support war and killing people these yeah, days. Yeah, evidently so. That's not what I call for, but yes, sir. pardon me. Uh, I, I call to uh, thank you guys and all the other activists who have moved um, and the native uh, New Hampshire people who are freedom-loving because uh, transition has happened in my life. Uh, um, I was just out of state uh, for an open mic. My daughter was doing some stuff uh, south of the border, and... Uh, we went back to another house afterwards, and somebody put the TV on on Monday night, and they said, live from the convention. And I said, convention? Um, I didn't know there was a convention. Well, the back story is that from the time I turned 18 until now, I would have known this stuff. I voted every single year. Yeah. Uh, there was a guy at the bar, another guy that did the open mic thing. He had a T-shirt on that said, free your mind. And I said to him, uh, Geez, I expect it on the back of your shirt to say, and your ass will follow. <laughs> well, there's a whole other thing. Also, in reality, uh, for people who haven't freed their mind totally, uh, big transition for me. My mind was kind of free, and I did free my ass, and my mind is continuing to follow. So that's a flip side to that coin. So it can be done in reverse is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, so people who are kind of thinking that they really want freedom and they're not quite sure how to get there, well, come on up to New Hampshire and try it out because yeah. you know what? We're trying if to you figure it out. Your ass, right. Your mind will follow. Yeah, I like that. I like that because when you're around a bunch of other people that are looking for the same thing or similar things, and that is the ability to live their lives as free people, as long as they're not aggressing against their neighbor or, their, or somebody else or their property. Uh, when you've got a bunch of freedom people hanging around together, then the minds combined with one another and they can brainstorm together on new, new and original ideas. 
that we can try to attain more freedom as, as sooner rather than later. There's some wonderful brainstorming going on up here, some, uh, some ideas that are being put into action that have never been put into action before that we're seeing happen, and it's really an exciting process to be a part of, isn't it? And, you know, just on an intellectual and emotional level, I was noticing this at the, uh, the campout that we do in the summer, the uh, Pork Fest, the Porcupine Freedom Fest. And there were a lot of people saying, uh, you know, at the end of that, uh, you know, see you next year or goodbye and not sure if they'd ever see anybody again. And I was saying to people, folks, you know, some of us are saying goodbye till next month or see you next month at Murphy's or yeah, see, you see you next week. Or see you next us, week. Hey, see you this afternoon. Exactly. And Thanks, uh, John, for the call. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. They include the archives. If you missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience for free at freetalklive.com. And do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you'd like to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. See their banner on our website at freetalklive.com. Again, that's SACL C-A-I, as we continue with your calls about whatever you want. It's Bile in New Jersey on the Amp line. Hello, Bile. Hi, guys. Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Um, just an update about the whole Service Nation Summit. Service Nation, for those just tuning in, it is an organization that is devoted to promoting the ideals of so-called national service. And Service Nation makes it very clear that they don't support so-called mandatory national service, which, of course, would force all young people in America. In fact, some, t- uh, some plans have it up to age 42, so 18 to 42-year-olds in America, both men and women, would be forced to work for the, the government, some government, homeland security bureaucracy, or the military, for a period of one to two years. All of these details have yet to be decided on. That's what Service Nation is all about, is promoting the idea of national service. Again, they back away from making it a mandatory thing, but they are promoting this uh, summit that they're going to be doing on the 11th, September 11th, in New York City, where both Barack Obama and John McCain will be speaking in favor of national service, of course. Uh, They're promoting this whole idea to try to construct a National Service Act to supposedly be passed in 2009. That should give new listeners an idea of what Service Nation is. It's an awful, awful idea, even if it is a voluntary idea, because the voluntary program still calls for an increase in the size of government bureaucracies like AmeriCorps and other make-work government programs. Right. It's as though we need the government to get involved in areas Areas where charities are supposed to be handling things. Yes, so bio though, with all that in mind. As, as though the greatest charities to ever see the face of the earth that we have here in, in the United States are not good enough. So what? You need to work for the government in yeah. order for it to be a good charity. But it's not really charity if you're working for the government because the government service people get paid. AmeriCorps gets $10,000 a year. As a, as a living allowance, if you're a full-time AmeriCorps bureaucrat. Anyway, bio, what were you calling about? Right. So uh, 
as we uh, I had called about before, I was trying to get into the summit on September 11th and 12th. Right, you were and, going to apply as a free talk, a representative of Free Talk Live or a reporter for Free Talk Live, and it worked out, right? Well, it had worked out. I got accepted, um, or I had gotten press credentials for you know from Service Nation. Mm. Um, but recently, there was an update. Uh, I think Hillary Clinton is now going to be showing up and, and talking along with Christopher Dodd. Um, and so they had sent out a press release indicating that. And, and in the press release, they had, well, you know, if, if you want press credentials, follow these instructions. Well, there was something new about the instructions. This time it said, uh, in all capital letters, uh, required uh, NYPD slash uh, New York State cred- um, press credentials required. And so, does that apply uh, after the fact? Does that mean you have to jump through more hoops? Exactly. So I went and looked it up, and it apparently, um, and this isn't unique to New York, but it seems that New York is uh, very particular about it. Um, if you want to be able to go to certain events that the NYPD is providing security or something for, if you want to be able to, uh, in some emergency or, or anything where the NYPD is, mm-hmm. and you want to be able to cross the, the line, the police line, or if you want to get into certain events, then you have to have a New York City uh, press um, pass. Right. And yeah, most in most towns, press passes are not worth diddly because you know you just say I'm the press and get through or whatever. It just doesn't it doesn't seem to matter. Cops don't really care about uh, press pass. Right. Well, it, it seems at least looking over their website and looking, um, I did some Google searches and found that some some high end bloggers had gotten their uh, press passes revoked. Because they were asking um, Bloomberg, you know, uh, questions that he didn't want to hear or whatnot, and it seemed uh, that you know now that this is required, I went and you know found out how long it's going to take, um, and three to four weeks, which is obviously after September 11th at this point. Mm. So um, at this point, uh, I think I'm just going to end up print, print up my own pass and show up and see what happens. <laughs> well, might you, as well give it a shot. You'd already been approved, so you should be on some book somewhere, right? I mean, they haven't sent you a notice saying specifically, "Well, now you need to go and do this." You just saw something on one of their press releases that said that you're that press people will need this further credentialing. Right. Well, I mean, it was it was a clear edition, and it was in all like capital letters, and so it was there to grab your attention. Mm-hmm. And I've emailed the their press secretary or press person, whatever. And uh, I haven't heard back from her yet. Tomorrow I'll probably call her if I haven't gotten an email back. Well, and uh, I asked for recommendations, and so and on, and on on top of that, since um, there's there's the press obviously can show up, but also there's a, you could be invited to the summit as just a you know whomever. Uh, some uh, representative of whatever organizations, because there's yeah. lots of them there, uh, and that was denied. There's, you know, the place is full, filled up, so and so I couldn't get in, really in, but uh, I sh- hopefully will be able to still uh, attend as a press. So you're going to go with just your own press badge that you're going to make up. You're not going to bother trying to, to travail the New York Police Department's bureaucracy in order to get their official badge. Won't be able to do it quickly enough. Oh, just because it takes yeah, too long? I mean, even if I could, it, w- it would take three or four weeks according to their website. Good point. So. Well, I wish you the best of luck, Bile, and I thank you for trying to go through all that trouble. To if we get can the help in any way, let us know. Uh, okay. 
Thanks. Very good, sir. Keep up the good work, and look forward to hearing from you again. 800-259-9231. Either way, whether or not he gets inside, I'm sure the results will be posted publicly about what they, what sort of conclusions they came to at this Service Nation Summit in regards to what this... And I believe this is the brainstorming session or whatever where they will determine what the national, the forthcoming National Service Act will look like. I hope so, it doesn't look anything like uh, Charles Rangel's National Service Act, which includes mandatory, mandatory national service. And this is what scares me. That this is why we're keeping. Should. This is why we're keeping such a close eye on this. Is because the the line between what is uh, voluntary, what is universal, and what is mandatory seems to be blurred it in is. these people's mind. They yep. don't seem to understand the difference between voluntary and uh, well, involuntary. none of it is truly voluntary. And here's why: it's because even if it's voluntary to go and be part of this national service program. Program in that you have to opt in to join AmeriCorps or the military or whatever other services they will allow you to opt into, meaning government programs, government bureaucracy. Even if that part is voluntary, the involuntary part is the funding issue because the money for AmeriCorps comes involuntarily from taxpayers. Most people paying taxes aren't paying because they feel great about what the federal government's doing. They're paying because they believe they could be put in a jail cell as a result of not paying the taxes. And so even if the best possible scenario comes out of this September 11th thing, if this comes out of this Service Nation Summit, the best possible scenario would be that they would be advocating a voluntary national service program, which would entail the expansion of certain government bureaucracies, which would mean they would cost more, taxpayers would have to pay more for them, so it's just that at best it's an increase in the size of bureaucracy, and at worst it will be the total enslavement of all adult Americans between 18 and some other age. Well, don't don't forget, uh, even if it is uh, voluntary, as they're calling voluntary, it's a real slap in the face to all the uh, not-for-profits sure and churches out there that are doing real voluntary work. And, yep. uh, you know, the, the people that are working for these organizations. How about the people that work for Habitat for Humanity who spend their gas, their money on nails, their money on tools, their money on everything they do. They bring their own lunch. Yep. They do everything. And then they want to call this voluntary service? It is not voluntary. You're absolutely right. It's, it's, it's a job. Really, it's a crappy paying job, but it's a job nonetheless. It's really terrible what they're doing. And remember, both of the presidential can the main presidential candidates are going to be there backing up this idea. They're both big government politicians. Yep. So with all of that going on, the media, of course, is going to be feeding. It's going to be a feeding frenzy for the media because, oh, my gosh, both of the candidates say agree on this. Both candidates say we should have a national service. That's great. If both candidates say we should have it, then we're going to have it. Hooray, national service. And then you're going to see more promotion. Time Magazine going to be running an entire magazine, from what I understand, or a feature issue on this coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. That, again, is 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We have got the Shrine of Female listeners there and a whole bunch of other features that we give away for free. If you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier by going to amp.freetalklive.com. Uh, amping allows us to take that three bucks a month that you give to us and reinvest it in the show, getting on more radio stations around the country and spreading the message of freedom and liberty to more Internet listeners as well. You can see how we're spending some of the money by going to amp.freetalklive.com and get on board. Again, that's 
amp.freetalklive.com. You get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. Again, that's amp.freetalklive.com. As we continue with your phone calls, Jeremy is on the line in Montana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jeremy. Hey, guys. Good hey. to hear from you. Yes, sir. Good to hear from you. What's on your mind, sir? I was wondering about uh, if you guys knew anything about uh, they said they arrested some crazy guys with rifles over there by the Democratic Convention. I was wondering, did you hear anything about that? I haven't heard anything about yeah. people with rifles Yeah, yet. they were, uh, I guess, threatening to... Uh, yeah. It's hard to say whether they really intended to or not, but uh, just talking about shooting Barack Obama. Just some uh, good old Colorado boys, maybe, that ride around with guns in their racks or something, and they just uh, did that for propaganda reasons. I don't know. They may very well have been. Couldn't I'm, tell you. I have not heard the story. Mark, it sounds like you're at least somewhat familiar with it. It's certainly possible. I've seen possible. the headlines on it. It, you know, it, it, it matters so little to me that I didn't even read it. Yeah, I mean, if it's true, you've got to be a real dummy to go into Denver carrying a rifle to and then start talking about how you're going to shoot a presidential candidate. I mean, you in, the, in that particular case, I would say... It's not not a bad idea to investigate a, a threat against another person's life, even though he is a politician. Hey, Ian and uh, Mark, you know they uh, they attacked the Dallas Morning News attacked Alex Jones for he was so called. Uh, they made a false report on the blog saying that uh, he uh, threatened to kill Michelle Obama or something like that. And yeah, I don't know. I don't pay much attention to what goes on with, uh, with Alex Jones, so I can't really comment Well, I hope that. he didn't, but it doesn't seem like something he would do. Yeah, it doesn't seem like something he would do either. Thank you, Jeremy, for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. So, little story here from Reason Magazine or Reason Online. California Attorney General Jerry Brown taking a cue from Boston Mayor Thomas Menino who has resisted medical clinics and drugstores because allowing retailers to make money off sick people is wrong, has decreed that all medical marijuana dispensaries in the state must henf- uh, henceforth operate on a non-profit basis. Now, this is, this is nonsense. This is just pandering bullcrap because you can find not-for-profits all over the United States where the, uh, the, you know, the chief officers get paid a bundle of money. That's true. Brown hopes his guidelines, which are welcomed by some California activists... By the way, those are the ones that work best, too. He says he hopes the guidelines will encourage the DEA, uh, the Drug Enforcement Administration, to back off. But Marijuana Policy Project's Bruce Merkin observes, The last I heard, Walgreens isn't a charity. Tell it to Menino. The Los Angeles Times reports that medical marijuana prices will be limited to covering overhead and operating expenses. Since operating expenses presumably include paying managers and other employees, that seems to leave at least some wiggle room. But either way, still quite an insult there to the the good businessmen and women who've been bringing medical marijuana to the sick people that are in need of it at competitive rates. If it's possible to open up a medical marijuana dispensary... To compete with the other medical marijuana dispensaries, then the rates should be kept as low as possible. As a result of that, obviously they have to jack up their rates somewhat to prepare for a potential DEA raid at any given moment in time. You never know when they're going to kick in the door. So that might be something they're trying to cover with making a little bit of profit on their items. Obviously, paying the staff and keeping the doors open is important, too. Well, profits are good for businesses. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, well, I I'm for profits. Uh, so, so am I. I just, just am flummoxed by all of this these poor people i so i feel so awful for them they're constantly i mean on on one side they're under fire from the dea on the other side the politicians are attacking them because they're making a buck right you, 
You'd think the doctors were supposed to be uh, not for profit too. Well, I mean, they, some they people mentioned would Walgreens. Want that too. Yeah, they mentioned Walgreens was uh, you know drug stores that are selling drugs are for profit organizations. Doctors are for profit organizations. These people are bringing their services to the public for profit so that they can well feed their families and their kids can go to college and all these other things that they need to do. The toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. So that was a quick update from California. We go back to your calls. And to the amp line, unscreened, you're on the air. Who's this? Alex from New Jersey. What do you want to talk about tonight, Alex? All I wanted to do was correct the last caller that called in. Uh, with Alex Jones, people were uh, being provocateurs, and what they would do is they would be all friendly with Alex, and uh, these guys would come up to him and, like, hug him and say, oh, we're your greatest fans. Then Alex would turn around, and these guys would say, uh, "Kill Michelle Malkin, who's a conservative blogger for Fox News." And you know, obviously, she uh, she's not liked by Alex Jones because she called for racial profiling and building of prison camps for mm-hmm. you know uh, Arabs and Muslims in the country. But uh, that's all that happened. And so uh, you're saying that because some to... people uh, were associated, were seen associating with Alex Jones, he was attributed to have actually said the things that they said. Is that right? Right, and there were there were so many cameras. There were like like thirty cameras all there, just taking pictures of it. And it was very clear that when they when the voice would say "Kill Michelle Malkin," that Alex Jones' lips weren't moving at hmm. that time. It, you know, it, it was just so blatantly obvious that he wasn't saying that. But everyone likes to spin it around and call him, you know, this crazy person who likes to, you know. Uh, uh, kill, like, wants to make threats to kill people, etc., which is just blatantly false. Well, and in fact, I called the uh, the website and I said, you know, you can be liable for libel uh, because of this. And they kind of, you know, hurried me off and said thank you, and then they hung up on me. Hmm. I know, appreciate you clearing that up. It's uh, it's, it's relatively common of uh, the people in the the patriot movement, as they call it. And I don't know. I guess peripherally, we are to some extent in this uh, organization, but it's it's. It's the easiest thing to just stop the conversation by calling somebody a uh, racist or an anti-Semite. Bam, the conversation stops. And, uh, you know, as, as far as I'm concerned, I think that uh, hating somebody because of their religion or because of their, um, well, not, more their ethnicity than their religion. Uh, but if hating somebody for their ethnicity is just wrong, it's stupid, it doesn't make any sense. But um, if you wish to do such a thing, I suppose you should be free to, to, to ramble on like that. And I, I, I think that though they, they have a tendency to overextend themselves. When, uh, when somebody claims to be anti-Zionist, that doesn't mean they're necessarily anti-Jewish. It can be code for that. But I, I don't think that anybody, you know, you should start asking questions, questions. Yeah. rather than pointing fingers when that happens. Right. And you know what happened? Uh, Malkin's photographer uh, was caught going up to the police and saying that Alex Jones punched her in the face, wow. which is just a lie. And all he wanted to do was get the cops to arrest him. But luckily, the cops didn't arrest Alex. Well, you know, if, if the, she's a camera right. person, then it uh, shouldn't be too difficult for her to show the uh, footage where Alex <laughs> Jones did, in fact, do just that. Yeah. And, uh, right. you know, that's it. It, it, it's good to see the cops didn't come out and uh, do anything, but it's it's sad that uh, you know they they they're trying to you know get this guy in trouble. For well, it. you have to be really careful with who you associate yourself with. This is one of the reasons why social ostracism is very very important. Not to say that Alex Jones would be able to uh, effectively ostracize those people on the spot if they were acting like they were fans. He has no reason to uh, to believe otherwise. But generally, if you are doing activism and there are people around that you have objections with maybe they just don't 
quite seem right. There's something they're advocating that's violent. They're advocating uh, doing things that could harm others. Those are the people you want to ostracize. You want to say, look, we don't want you hanging around here anymore. We don't want to – you're advocating things we don't agree with. We don't want to even be seen with you and try to keep those people away from you because they're only going to bring, uh, to bring trouble, especially if something actually does end up happening. Uh, so it's a good idea to ostracize those that you don't want to be seen with. And there was a great example of that happening recently. I thank you, Alex, for the call. Great example. Recently, here in New Hampshire, there was this organiza- or this event over the last, I think it was last weekend, actually, called the Live Free or Die Festival. And it happens every year. It's late in August every year where people will gather in Jaffrey, New Hampshire, which is sort of to the southeast of, of Keene. And it's where the famous Mount Monadnock is. It's one of the sides, certainly, of, Ma- of Mount Monadnock. Uh, but anyway, Jaffrey's a pretty little town, and people gather in the town square, and there are bands, and there's speeches, and there's vendors, and it's it's a fun little get-together. You you and I were both there. Your wife was there, and Jack, and all kinds of activists right. from the Free there, State Project. Um, you know, uh, more importantly than activists all over the place, and uh, that kind of thing. There were some vendors, and there was a civil, uh, civil war. There's a Revolutionary War reenactment going on, and, uh, you know, some guys in costume. It was really nice. Well, the reason I bring it up, though, is one of the bands that was there last year wasn't allowed to return this year. And the reason why is because it was they were outed. Turns out this particular band, at least one of the members, is a bigot. Very anti-Jewish, anti-immigrant, bigoted person. And they were outed prior to the event. And myself and a number of other people told the organizer, look, if you have this band, we're not coming this year. And that guy took that very seriously. He canceled that band within minutes of people uh, complaining about them. So they were successfully ostracized, and we didn't have to hang around a bunch of bigots. It works. More coming up. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231 as we launch here at hour number three of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy all of them on us at freetalklive.com. Hey, do you have a laptop or a PDA? Would you like to carry your books on your laptop? Go to eChapter1.com. They've got over 100,000 ebooks for immediate download at low prices. And while there, you can read Chapter 1 of thousands of bestsellers for free. That's E as in easy, Chapter 1, O-N-E. Dot com. That's easy chapter, or excuse me, echapter1.com. It's a pretty cool service. You can uh, check out, uh, you know, the first chapter of ebooks before you buy them. Yeah, and we'll tell you about their executive summaries at another time. So they've got some interesting stuff going on over there. Again, that's echapter1.com. As we continue here with your calls, Dave in Montana, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dave. Howdy. Hey, what's hey, on your I'd mind? I'd like to talk about the price of medical marijuana. Okay, sure. And, uh, I'll let you know I got my card. Uh, Montana passed it four years ago. Cool. I, I helped. You know, I got 376 uh, signatures. I must ask a thousand people, and uh, that's a whole nother story. Other people got just scared signing a petition, but anyway, it passed, yeah, told by, us about that. it passed by 62 percent. And I'm glad that we get to talk about this because. Uh, I was really uh, upset with the price because it's two fi- two twenty five two fifty an ounce f- 
for the medical marijuana. And we're talking street, and when it's now on the, the street on the street it's like three fifty four hundred. That we didn't get it passed to it's a plant, you know. We so poor people could or people with low income could get access to a plant, you know, for free. But they are making like a a ton you know, a one plant can make a quarter pound. Well, what does it take? Right. You're objecting to the price. I mean, the price has come down from the black market People should be able to grow it in their backyard. So are you able to grow it on your own? Well, Is you're allowed to grow six plants and everything like that. And But if you grow it in your backyard, you probably have to stand around it all day. Somebody's going to come and try steal to it. steal it and this and that. What, um, okay, and what does it take to become a distributor if you wanted to open up your own marijuana shop? Well, or you have to register with the state, pay pay some money they they want their money 50 right. bucks you know for your uh register and everything but anyway it's just i don't know it, it's definitely way too expensive well why you don't know? you get I, into the game then uh dave and start competing six plants for each person and this and that you know it, I, I i would do it if i had a bigger place i got i got i rent a small little joint you, you have to dedicate a room to it you know sure yeah probably you better know. to have a couple of rooms actually so you can have them in different stages because the season around here ain't long enough and everything right. you know yeah but well anyway, uh, you know it's easy to look a gift horse in the point, mouth this, i mean dave you've, you've got what you basically you said it was 350 to 400 for an ounce before the medical marijuana measure passed and now it's around 250 dollars an ounce that's a 33% discount right off the top. So, I mean, that's not too shabby. It beats time in prison. Yeah. I mean, uh, and again, if you're free to compete, as long as... I started smoking weed, good Colombian gold bud was 50 bucks an ounce. Well, yeah, but when was that, Dave? How long ago was that? But anyway, like you say, it could be, if it wasn't uh, so coveted, you know, and, and each grower thinks they're... The, the best thing that God gave the earth and this and that. It's like they all got these different names and everything, and, it, and they got the best this and that. It, it turns into a whole corporate thing, man. It's against the whole damn premise, the whole the whole uh, spirit. Of, well, I don't ag- I don't agree with of, going and begging the government, into, Dave, cor- to do... Corporatism got a hold of it, and capitalism got a hold of it. And well, there's nothing shame. wrong with capitalism, Dave. That, capitalism a, is just using, uh, taking your capital and investing it to well, make a profit. The, the evil capitalism got to it, for sure. Yeah, corporatism that, is a better word for what you're, what you're talking about. But, I mean, if all you need to do is get a $50 government permit to be legal to grow marijuana, then there's really nothing well, not, significant holding you, you back. To, from you doing have to it. have, you know, sick, uh, you have to have a, a caregiver card. That's another thing. I, How I much does that cost? The name they give it because they're not giving no care to you. You know, they're just giving you weed, growing a damn plant for you because <laughs> you can't grow one in your house. So, know? so what do you? What does that cost? What kind of hoops do you have to jump through to get one of those? You know, I, I think you just got to register and have. A patient, they call it a patient, and it ain't no patient. You know that that's a whole other thing. They're making it into this stupid thing where they should just legalize the plant, man. This this plant is being called for the, the for the the plastics it could produce. You know, it because of the medical marijuana and and the, the seven. There's 52 varieties of hemp. And, and uh, only about three or four of them get you high. You know, one of them is hops. But anyway, the rest is a miracle plant. Not miracle, but 
it's it's such a most useful plant. And no doubt, and getting hung up on the medical side of it is is just a whole money making scam. Well, no, no, like no I don't know about that, Dave. Dave, just I mean, like when they, our medical system is right now. Well, when man, the when the medical marijuana activists uh, go out there and they do their thing in the various different states where they're they're active trying to get this passed, they really do have the best interests, I think, of the of the people that need the marijuana yeah, in mind. It's just that what you're saying is later on the government steps in, they regulate that. Two hundred and fifty bucks is a lot of money for people. I, I no you know? doubt, Dave. I you know, and I think that it should be. Uh, it should be completely legal across the board, and that would uh, make it better for people that need it for medicine and better for people that just want to use it recreationally. But... I, you know, when you I'm sitting a in a state, when I'm sitting in a state, when, you before a you go on, Dave, I'm sitting in a state here where you can go to prison for the possession of a joint or jail, I should say, for possession of a joint. $250 an ounce doesn't sound so bad. No, it doesn't. No, you gotta, I don't smoke you pot. you got to have a doctor's signature. you got to go to a doctor. they got to sign this paper saying I'm that. not defending medical marijuana, Dave. I'm with you. I think that it should be completely re-legalized 100%, and it should not be regulated. There should be no government regulations on marijuana sales. You should be able to sell it to whomever you want to sell it to in whatever manner that you think is appropriate. So I'm with you there, and I thank you for the call tonight, as always. 800-259-9231. It's just that the problem sounds to me like the medical situation is pretty highly regulated. I mean, he didn't know all the details as far as what it would take to become a legitimate medical marijuana distributor. It may be relatively difficult. If that's the case, obviously I oppose any level of regulations and certainly high levels of, of regulation because in a free marketplace, if Dave wanted to, if he had the capital, uh, he could go and start his own dispensary. He could go and start his own grow house, and he could undercut that price and sell marijuana at $200 for an ounce or $150 for an ounce. I mean, it's, it's all up to the marketplace in a free market. So my question, of course, is how unfree is the medical marijuana market in Montana? That's the unanswered question at this point. And people should be free to grow this plant. They should be free to sell it. And I think the medical marijuana step is just a step on the road to having something like that happen. Basically, the activists figured they'd have more success with the whole relegalization effort if they started by focusing on sick people. And that makes sense to me. I understand why they took that particular approach. I don't agree with it. I mean, I, I support medical marijuana. If that's all that's available, I'll support it because it's a step in the right direction. But I think it makes a lot more sense to stand on principle like Dave is and say, this is a plant. It needs to be re-legalized so people can buy and sell and trade and do whatever they need to do with it without having to beg the government for permission or without fear of being arrested. I think standing on that principle, the principle of the free market, is, is definitely the way to go. That way the sick people can get their help, and the people that just want to get high and, and enjoy it for recreational purposes can do that without fear of being separated from their friends or families being put in uh, dark, cold prison, uh, prison cells as a result of it. So I'm with you there, Dave. As far as the price is concerned, celebrate the discount that you're getting and get into the game and compete if that's something that you can do to lower the price all around. Because the more competition, the lower the prices. Yep, that's true. All right. That's economics. Yep, 800-259-9231. Richard in California. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Yeah. Hey, Richard. Hey, I, uh, thanks for having on my call in here. I, uh, I live in Humboldt County, California. Like yes, sir. Where the, uh, the medical marijuana capital of the world. Some of the stuff grown in Amsterdam has been bred here. So you're going to so, tell us about first prices? First thing I tell Dave, like he talks about his his quick growth season. What he needs to do is get a uh, 
like a half-circle greenhouse and use the black mesh shade and start them in early in January under little P5 fluorescent light. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, You know, it's not a growing show, but I definitely want to continue to talk to you, so hang on. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. That is the point of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. That number again, 800-259-9231, brought to you by SACL CAI. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site we give away, so enjoy them, including the bulletin board system. You can get interactive with over 375,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about there on the site at freetalklive.com. Actually, bbs.freetalklive.com gets you right to the bulletin board system. Uh, And you need to know about WebEx, where you can travel less and meet online if you use WebEx. And it is free to begin with. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600 to start your free trial of WebEx. That's WebEx, W-E-B-E-X.com. Promo code is 600, and that allows you to start your free trial of WebEx today. Don't forget the free webcam, too. Oh, yeah. Let's go to your calls. Richard in California, you're back on Free Talk Live. Uh, We had Dave on earlier complaining about the price of marijuana, medical marijuana, apparently $200. $250 $250 an ounce is about the price up there in Montana. I was wondering if you had any comments on that. Yeah, they have the medical uh, thing here. And, uh, I mean, Humboldt County, it's big here. Like, it's, uh, I mean, like, uh, people talk about black helicopters, and, like, that's a regular thing here. And, like, 85-car convoys of, like, feds in different kinds of vehicles mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, uh so it's all a big waste of money, you know, to feds and stuff. Sure. I think I don't, you know, and uh, but as far as the whole medical thing, I mean, why wouldn't you want to have that card if the law? Like I agree with what you're saying on how the, you know, the uh, people had the. It's a step. Because I mean, they declared war, so why not change it, put on that uniform, so you'd be okay, you know. What does an ounce of it, what does an ounce of medical marijuana cost in California? I'm curious. I, mean, I know there's a price range. It there's... would depend. It depends on, like, the grade. Because, like, just because somebody does it doesn't mean they do it right. There's a steep learning curve, Mm -hmm. right? And, like, since this whole thing, it's a steep learning curve. And and lately there's just been this push, and I I don't understand it because it's like there's this anger towards people who are doing it. They're like, oh, oh, that that guy grew weed and got a lifted truck. He's bad. That's greed. He, He should, you know, shouldn't. So right, you shouldn't be able to reward anti- yourself. You, sh- you shouldn't be able to reward yourself for taking a huge risk and possibly putting your exactly. butt on the line with the DEA coming in, stealing all your pot, stealing all your cash. Somehow, that's a there's a problem with making a Inventory profit. Inventory and capital. So, what does it cost, yeah, though? I mean, give us the price range. New, uh, this, they're doing some kind of new financial thing here. They're testing because there's a lot of uh, they're going to find ways of like monitoring cash. Yeah, yeah, they, they, like they, want, they want to make them all not-for-profits, do don't they? Right. They, yeah, they want to turn every uh, every single medical marijuana dispensary in California into a non-profit, and it sounds like what you're telling us is they want to regulate even further beyond that, which is – it's believable. I mean, the government loves to control people and micromanage, but I'm yeah, still curious as to the price, Richard. bureaucrat family dudes who are making dispensary grabs. They're, like, trying to be the only dispensary in their county. Mm. You dig? And they're using – they're, like – I dig. They're using the cops to – secure their business and so, then 
Yeah, that's that sounds about right. I mean, that's typical. It 30. happens all over the place. Where whether it's marijuana dispensaries or plumbers or restaurateurs, they all love using the power of the state to prevent new competitors from coming into the marketplace. So, with all that in mind, what is it that the price range is? What's the lowest price you can get an ounce of weed for out in California through the medical um, marijuana dispensaries? Well, like you could buy. Um they have, like I said, how there's different grades, okay? Sure. And then you could have a nice grade, and then where they took out all the nice flowers and stuff, and then the bottom stuff, mm-hmm. you can buy like a, a, oh, probably like a quarter pound or something. Because with a Tito King card, like I can have four pounds if I, if nice. I run around. And uh, and so, but I think like they would get, that's a you see like those a Ziploc thing, do like a quarter pound. And I've seen that for like ten bucks of like shake and stuff. Really? And then people make like. Uh, you know, you do like the ice water, make like ice water uh, stuff, or cook it, or put take take that trim and put it in like olive oil and let it sit a month, or vodka. <laughs> yeah, and they extract the THC and then they can make cookies and things like that from it. So it's it's like just, English, but it's a lot of a lot of it seems to pass by. Are you me. having trouble understanding? Mark? I have I, I I got a bag. He's talking about extracting shake for ten bucks. Right, a, sh- a shake bag, a quarter a quarter pound of shake for ten dollars. That sounds really cheap. It sounds cheaper than I could possibly even believe. But uh, I think that's awesome if it's really true. And Richard, I thank you for the call tonight. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So mm, California's had medical marijuana coming up on twelve years now since it was legalized back in nineteen ninety six. And so they've been at it for longer, so maybe there are more competitors in the marketplace than up there in, in Kalispell, Montana, where Dave lives. So it sounds to me like the solution for Dave's pricing problems is just more com- competition in the marketplace. That sounds to me like what they need. Oh, I think we all knew that. Uh, you yeah. know, that, that, that Unfortunately, I understand his complaint, and uh, you know, the only thing that's going to fix it is competition. And, or if not, I mean, again, if you're not satisfied with that, get growing. You know, he said they can have six plants. Get them going. Get, get a grow light and... Start him up. He's got an apartment. He's afraid people, uh, you know, swipe him. I guess. Yeah, that's if you leave him outside. If you grow it in your closet or something like that, you could grow a plant or two or three, right? In a, They've in a got closet. those little things in high times. I, you know, I. Well, you can spend as much money as you want to spend on it, but you can you can grow on the cheap. You can. You don't have to be a master grower to grow marijuana. It's a flipping weed. You throw the seeds in the ground and they sprout up. You're right. You could you could really just grow them with a regular uh, with a with a good uh, full spectrum light bulb. They sell them yeah. at Home Depot and uh, some tin foil. I had a friend who was growing them with uh, he was growing in his closet with some full spectrum fluorescent lights. So he wasn't even using the big expensive HID right, that's lights. That's what I'm talking about. I'm, right. You, you can grow with full spectrum lights. Right. So you're not even. I mean, with a with a fluorescent bulb though, you're not really generating any heat or anything like that. As far as getting the, the, the police's attention, because you know they have their thermal goggles that they look at the houses with. They fly over and they look for heat signatures and things like that. So that's one way to, to keep the heat down is by using fluorescence. Anyway, 800-259-9231. As I said, it's not a growing show, so getting into more detail than that would not really be too interesting. So we continue with your calls. Tony is on the line also in California. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, hey Tony. What's on your mind? Um... Yeah, interesting growing. You know, I've, I've lived in California all my life, but I just think I'd rather pay a little bit more to uh, not use, uh, you know, not have to put my name down somewhere in some government database so that I can get weed. I think I just think it's ridiculous. Oh, absolutely. The uh, you know the amount that, you know when you look at it from a mercantilistic point of view, it's you know it really is just something that grows right out of the ground, and 
Of course, cultures from t- all, all through time have you know found those things that everybody desires, and then they place restrictions on those so they create a black market. I mean, no matter what uh, what culture you've been through all throughout time, I would you know there's always been a marketplace. Don't, wouldn't you agree with that? Of course, there has to be. Sure. Yeah. So I mean, even in socialism, you know, you know this idea that everybody's just going to give up their money and stuff like that. It's all ridiculous because you still have a market, and then when prices go up, they'll just say, "Oh, well, it's the market." <laughs> so. Oh yeah, the government people love to blame uh, the, all, any problem they possibly can on the marketplace when, in fact, usually the problems are created by their own regulations and their rules. Right. And I wanted to see about uh, getting. This is something. Uh, a, a few different threads are all sort of combining into one in my head, anyway. You know. What, People uh, were calling in about Alex uh, earlier, and then um, uh, I've heard people calling in about chemtrails, stuff like that. Now, when people call in for that stuff, I I think it's really important to really start thinking about becoming more solution-oriented. I agree with you. We'll let you continue commenting here in a moment. Hang on. 800-259-9231. And that's that's what I think we're uh, focusing on a lot here on this program is solutions. Not just the problems, but what can we do about this? It's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. The Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features are free, so enjoy all those on us, including the updates. You get signed up. We let you know when there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Lose weight the easy way with DexC20. All you got to do is remember to take the pills twice a day and you'll lose weight. Uh, You know, the vast majority of people will. I guess you can't just make the claim that everyone does. I certainly am. I've been taking them for going on four weeks now. Uh, Lost over four pounds. That's uh, one pound a week. And I'm not doing anything different. You know, Julia tells me that anything more than uh, like a pound and a half a week is unhealthy. Yeah, well, I I wish it was going a little quicker. But, uh, you know, for a guy who's sitting around doing the same thing he's been doing and gaining weight, sitting around and doing doing it and losing weight is a better thing. Uh, so Dexy 20 you can uh, continue on the path that I am at uh, diet.freetalklive.com. S- see it there, or you can go to uh, Walgreens or CVS and and check it out. Uh, get it, get a uh, let's see a bottle of uh, 30 pills there. Let's go to your phone calls. Back to Tony in California. Tony, you were just getting to start, getting started telling us about uh, solutions, being solutions oriented. So go ahead with your thoughts. Yeah, I a couple of good interviews I heard the other day were actually on Alex's show. And one of them was, uh, I don't know if you guys know about Red Beckman, but no. uh, he was especially interesting to listen to because, uh, uh, you know, one thing was he really opened up my eyes about the Seventh Amendment, which uh, I can't remember exactly what it is, but that's supposed to be perhaps one of the most important ones. But something else interesting that he said was uh, that he spent years, uh, you know, it took him years to realize that he was indoctrinated by this government school system, which teaches the system from a certain point of view, you know, which is really beneficial for the courts and uh, and basically sure. to keep the government standing instead. So, you know, I, I just uh, I saw a parallel there with uh, with what you guys are talking about because you know in many ways the system really is flawed. Now, um, another interesting one was uh, this woman from CaliforniaSkyWatch.org. Okay, you know. 
And she's very careful. She do, she actually does research. The reason I bring her up is because she actually does research. So, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of people that call in about chemtrails, and they look in the sky, and then they say, uh, uh, you know, and they, they want you to be on board with them. As, uh, this is what you should focus on as far as a liberty issue. And even she says that... Um, um, Yes. What she said was trying not to turn it into a belief system was what she was saying. You know, go out and do research, but uh, you know, you, uh, you know what I mean. It's, it's somebody, like somebody who's uh, you know real hardcore Christian or something like that. You know, it's like I found the answer, and you must focus on this. But there's really, you know, looking up in the sky doesn't really solve anything because nope. I can't go to the, you know, who am I going to call when I see somebody pouring uh, yeah. chemicals? Into the sky. Well, However, if it is true, right, you're right. It makes absolutely no difference whether it's true or not. And if these, and, and I like how you describe them as, as true believers when they've called the show. That's definitely how they've come off because they get very, very upset when we say well, we're not interested in doing that research and we feel fine. Thanks very much. Um, if it is true, and there certainly are documented instances of governments spraying their people with um, people with things. Down when we lived in Florida, they sprayed malathion all over the place, and everybody right. knew what was going on. On. Um, so certainly the, this isn't unheard of. Is it happening as often as the fringe conspiracy theorists would like to believe it is with every single pl- uh, pass of a plane over overhead? I, I highly doubt that because we'd all be really, really sick if uh, if that were the case. But right. but either way, it's like you say, looking up at the sky is not going to change anything. Calling your congressman isn't going to change anything. The only thing that's going to work is no, is non-cooperation. Yeah, you could try to change the system from the inside, but you're talking about a, a decades-long process, if that, to even get success there. So the best thing, in my opinion, is to just uh, spread the word about liberty and, and non-cooperate with the state as, as much as possible and throw as many wrenches into the gears. Because if the state isn't getting money from people, if the state isn't getting cooperation from from people, if the state isn't getting obedience from people, then how is it going to be able to fund these operations? Well, that's the big thing too. You know, and if you look at the look, look at the Democratic uh, convention as a model. Now, I mean, it's it's good, and I really did. You know, I did watch all the videos of uh, Alex, uh, you know, confronting Michelle Malkin. I think it's good that there is somebody out there doing that and pointing these things out. But imagine this: imagine a Democratic convention where. Uh, nobody showed up to the convention just because everybody realized that the politicians are just a joke. It's unrealistic. Yeah. I love the idea, but it's not very likely because some people are always going to be political animals. And that's why even if nobody shows up to vote, the political people still keep doing their thing. I mean, if yeah, zero per- right, if zero well, percent turns out at the polls, they just uh, appoint their buddies to the positions and they keep ruling over people's lives. So there has to be more than that. If you don't have to expect everybody to not show up, uh, because it's just never going to happen that way. But what we can hope for is a small percentage of people to just say no and to start refusing to cooperate with the system, and that will make it so it'll grind to a halt, or they'll just have to ignore us, and then we can choose to live free. I thank yeah, you. The call. Yeah, that, that would be the best way is to just, uh, could we just go someplace and live the way we want? Well, that's to one of the reasons why the Free State Project is such a powerful idea, and I encourage you to take a closer look at it, and I thank you for the call tonight. Head over to freestateproject.org if you love liberty and you don't want to aggress against your neighbors and you don't want your neighbors aggressing against you. 
then you you know you belong here whatever your other beliefs are as long as you don't want to push your beliefs on other people and you want to let people live free then we want you here as long as you're willing to get active for it come on up freestateproject.org and we can make a difference we can get together and do some really amazing things it's already begun both on the political side and the outside the system market-based activism it's all unprecedented the stuff that's well, happening here when uh, when the free state project was uh, begun and they talked about people being political activists, what they really meant were people that would vote and maybe put a sign in their yard and perhaps write their, uh, you know, a letter to the editor kind of thing. That was politically active as far as they're concerned. They weren't talking about politically activists as in going to jail for, uh, for their beliefs or anything like that. Toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. Here's a story. We haven't done a good self-help story in a while, Mark, and I've had this one sitting in my prep pile for a few days. And uh, so we like doing things like this from time to time, ways to make your life better, ways to improve yourself, because, well, you've got to free yourself before you can free other people. I mean, we talk about freedom and we talk about getting active, but it's so important to free your own mind and to expand yourself before you can actually begin to share these ideas with others. So this doesn't necessarily have to do with freedom, but it does have to do with leadership. Doesn't have to the, the show. It doesn't have to do with freedom. No, on the show. No, certainly not. And so I guess this. Can, I guess it's sort of freeing yourself from what you're taught in government school because they certainly don't teach you this. John David Van Hove writing at icresource.wordpress.com. The principles of leadership. What are they? Well, one of the principles of leadership is that you have to show up. And be counted. Yeah, well, I'd say so. Just as all of you listening to this course have done, you have uh, you had to take a risk. This is, I guess, from a larger course called the Success Education Course. You had to take a risk, purchase the course, or attend a seminar. You had to have the desire and the passion to learn, to grow beyond your present frame of reference. To be a leader, you also have to show up in your life, home, and business. And showing up is about being present, being aware, and awake. It's about having a, the presence of mind, heart, and soul to be doing what you came here to do in life, not just talk and theorize about it. It's about walking your talk. It's about thinking with your heart. Too often, people allow their fears, insecurities, and scarcity consciousness to block them from opportunities presented to them every single day. And being successful involves recognizing the fields of opportunities before they manifest. And this is a common trait of successful leaders. I, you know, I'm I'm not going to dispute that uh, having a certain amount of foresight is a uh, a good thing, but I don't think you know when you have foresight. I don't think you're you you know the the opportunity shows and ah this is an opportunity that nobody else sees. I I think that uh, I, I think when they talk about showing up, it um it th- that is the first and most important ingredient is to show up, work hard every day. Yeah, in any and that's success. how you get lucky. Another principle of leadership is about sharing risks and rewards. All successful people must be willing to share both risks and rewards. It comes with the territory. If you accept the challenge of an opportunity, then you must accept both the risks and rewards. Leaders take risks with both success and failure. For what is failure except the opportunity to learn from one's mistakes? Leaders are willing to make mistakes where others fear to fail. And that has to be a bit, I think that's a big one. A lot of people very scared to start their own business, very scared to step out of their comfort zones, take a risk with some money, take a risk with uh, some time or some effort, because they're worried about what might happen. But if you don't ever take the risk, you can never reap the reward. You right. have to put it on the line. Now, it's not smart to put it all on the line at the same time. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. 
This is Free Talk Live. We only have a few moments remaining, but just enough time for your call. If you make it right now at 800-259-9231, that is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, and if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, then we need your vote. Even in these remaining days of the month, it's a once-a-month vote that we need from you. So if you've yet to vote in the month of August, please go to vote.freetalklive.com and cast your vote for the show to help us stay in the number one place, or at least I presume we're in number one. I haven't haven't looked since yesterday. Uh, but at least stay in the number one place. We are, Mark? Yes, yes, in fact okay. we are. Uh, for the remainder of the month, so we can finish the month at number one. So please vote at vote.freetalklive.com. Great way to help the show. Yeah, and, and as a matter of fact, a, a friend of mine has uh, made a short film that he has won several awards with, and uh, he's going on to a national competition for short films, and uh, has nothing to do with liberty. It's just a fun little thing that you can watch. Um, if you go to teamjumpcut.com, that's teamjumpcut.com, and uh, the name of the film is Crime's a Cook, and I apparently have to click on something, um, you know, a little a little uh, button there, but uh, that's teamjumpcut.com, Crime's a Cookin'. 800-259-9231, talking about some principles of leadership. What are some principles of leadership? Well, there's the obvious one, show up. And I think that applies to just success in general. If you want to succeed, you'd better be where you need to be in order to uh, to succeed. But the other one here, the second one, uh, this from John David Van Hove, is sharing risk and reward. You have to take risks in order to get reward. Now, when you go to work as a, you know, at a job working for somebody else, you're not taking much of a risk, and so you really don't get much of a reward. You get paid commensurate with the, the duties of the job. But if you really want to, if you really want to profit, if you really want to do well as far as uh, making money is concerned, you have to risk money. You have to risk – you put it on the line, and there's a chance you'll lose everything that you risk. But generally, the greater the risk, the greater the reward. Uh, so he goes on with his thoughts. The greater the reward, the more the government takes. <laughs> well, depends. <laughs> if you're in the black market, then they don't take any of it. Uh, leaders take risks, he says, with both success and failure. For what is failure except the opportunity to learn from one's mistakes? Leaders are willing to make mistakes where others fear to fail. And that's really what stops most people from starting in the first place – of being a leader in their own life and going and creating something of their own is because they're deathly afraid of what might happen. They're deathly afraid of losing their their investment, yeah. and it does happen. I remember I, I, had a, I had a fiancé uh, for a while, and uh, I invested. I used to put money in the stock market uh, myself yeah. and with the adv- advice of a friend and that kind of thing, and I made thousands of dollars, not tens yeah. of thousands or anything, but thousands of dollars in the little bit that I was doing at the time. We were a young couple. And uh, she was like always worried about it. Now, this girl lived hand to mouth. Mm. She spent every penny that she made on her paycheck, but she was worried about me investing in the stock market. Hmm. And hey, you've got money to invest. She right. doesn't. <laughs> right. So I had money to invest. And uh, one day I had a problem. That problem was called Enron. Um, okay. So I, I think I lost two thousand dollars or something like that i thought you were going to tell me about your golf club venture no that was a real disaster <laughs> um but uh the but but in the case of enron uh you know i told i wasn't going out with her at that time but i told her about this you know and seemed yeah. like the thing to uh to you told to, her you to, lost some money yeah i told her that you know that, that this stock i, told, belly you. Up. I well, told you she actually laughed in my face loud and mean like wow <laughs> that's what you get just like that yeah. yeah like we made thousands of dollars i spent those thousands of dollars and buying nice things for our home right. and doing stuff for us and uh you know putting more money away and so i could invest more in those kind of things and the only thing she could focus on was ha 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 i told you 
Back Weird. with uh, the story here. Success is not the absence of mistakes or failures, but the willingness to keep going when others give up. Thomas Edison failed 10,000 times before he succeeded in getting the first light bulb to work. Now imagine the consequences if he had given up. Well, odds are good someone else would have invented it, but you never know. They were know. working on it right at that time, and I doubt yeah. that 10,000 story, but still... Well, but it's true when it comes to a lot of things in life, Mark. Right. I mean, you talk to an author, for instance. The author sends out scripts to the publishers, gets rejected, gets rejected, gets rejected. I mean, sometimes they get rejected a couple hundred times before they finally get a yes. In sales, you're hitting no after no after no until finally you finally get to that yes. And boy, does that if, yes feel good when it, it finally that's comes true. Around. And if you're selling Lear jets, you might get uh, you know uh, no's in the uh, the area of say. Double, certainly double digits, maybe triple digits before you get yeses. But, uh, you know, I wonder about these. Oftentimes, I think that these uh, stories uh, of, you know, get get up and try again, where they talk thousands, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the 10,000 times there with Thomas Edison. Look, if you're getting 10,000 no's before you're getting a yes, you need to re-examine what the hell you're doing. Well, in the realm of sales, yes. But as far as experiments like finding how electricity works or making a light bulb, then there is no... Um, there's no scale you can judge yourself against. You're you're creating something brand new, some some yeah, new form of wealth. It wasn't entirely new. There were certainly um, studies of electricity at the time. Okay, well, I don't know a whole lot about it, but I do know that generally his principle is sound here, Mark. The idea being that you have to keep trying. I mean, you have to keep going at it. If I agree. You, ever you want have to, to keep trying. And this is however, the... you sometimes you need to step back, examine what you're doing, and of course you do. Obviously, trying the same thing over and over and failing again and again is insanity. And that's what I'm talking about. You're trying new things. If so if X fails, then you try Y, then you try Z, and you keep trying, you learn from your mistakes, and you move on, which is why when people ask us, you know, well, how do we do what you do? How do we do our own podcast or radio show and, and have success at it? And I say, well, be prepared to not get paid for five years, you know, or we four didn't. years. Be prepared. We for, got a little bit of money, but it sure wasn't anything to, to no. you know, there was talk not, about. I did not start to make a profit on this program until within the last year or so. I guess you'd have to call those little piddly checks we got a clear channel profit because you weren't putting anything into the show at the time. Well, later on, I put something into the show. And those checks at clear channel barely paid for the gas for me to drive across town to get to the radio station. Yeah, but you were, getting, you were already at the radio station because you were doing, you were doing your job at the time. Still, though, Mark, it barely paid for anything. They were crap. They were paying us $2 an hour to do a three-hour-a-night show. Well, they were paying us what the, uh, the, the, the previous show was getting, essentially. Yeah. So they were well, paying it averaged for out it. to 2 bucks an hour. Yeah, it was nothing. So, and then, you know, when we moved on to our own studio, I had to invest in studio equipment. So whatever they paid me at Clear Channel was <laughs> eaten up right quick. Yeah, in spades. So, so that's why I say, you know, you've got to be prepared to put it out there. You've got to put it out there, and you've got to keep putting it out there. You've got to do it consistently. In, the, in this business, that's why I say that all these podcasters that drop off the radar, they're just, that's what happens. Most of them are going to come in, they're going to try it out, they're going to... Try it and see they're not making any money, and they're going to walk away, and then they're going to leave that, that marketplace open for somebody else to jump into the game. Those who do it the longest and most consistently and hopefully improve over time as they continue doing it are going to be the ones that will be successful in the long run. So it's, I agree completely with that principle. Yeah, I, I, I would have to agree. And most podcasters get into it as a hobby, and then, you know, they don't take it seriously. So, you know, of course they're not going to do very well. Here's some other tips from John David Van Hove. Take risks with others, other people. When you're showing up as a leader, 
leader and seeing uh, being seen and heard in a bigger way, suddenly people start acting and treating you a little differently. They may respect or disrespect you based on your image and communication style, based on what you may be teaching or how seriously you may be challenging them and their belief systems. So if you want to live in the normal comfort zone, then being a leader is probably not for you. Great rewards. He says there are also great rewards in being a leader, especially in your own life and the life of your families, communities, and close associates. You get to be who you are without compromising. You get to go places and be seen and heard. You get to touch into people's lives that otherwise would be barred to you. You get to live the dreams most people only dream about because they're too scared, too ignorant, or too comfortable and secure. Leadership is about excellence and contributing greatness to the emerging consciousness of the world at large. And finally, and this is, I think, one of the most, or not finally, I guess, but one of the last ones here that I think is very important. Detach from approval and disapproval. And this kind of ties back into something we were talking about earlier with one set of listeners saying one thing, another set of listeners saying another. I've said from the very beginning of this show that I do this show in the way that pleases me. I do the show that I want to listen to, and I hope that there are other people that have similar ones and that will also be entertained, and it turns out there are. But if I was to be pulled from left and right and you know up and down by all these different people that want us to do different things, I would be driven work. mad. And that's what he says here. Detach from approval and disapproval systems and be yourself. People may or may not like and approve of you in your leadership role. Your friends of old may not like the insecurity of having their perceptions challenged and may even cease being your friends. Family may not approve of your unfamiliar and unconventional ideas, and other people will be so enamored with you, they'd follow you anywhere. You must detach yourself from approval and disapproval and do what you know is right and true, regardless of what other people think. What I like to say is, as Terry Cole Whitaker said, what other people think about me is none of my business. Success is the willingness to keep going when others disapprove of you, and not to be ego-fed and distracted by those who would approve of you either. Success is the willingness to stay focused on the goals and objectives and not getting derailed by approval or disapproval. You know, there's a, there's, there's a real gem inside that, but it's, it can be very difficult, and, um, you know, that I would, I would say that somebody that can follow it too well, that little piece of advice, that they can follow that particular piece of advice too well, are mentally ill. I think it's important to listen. Not, I don't think he's saying tune them out completely. I think it's important to listen to your critics and listen to your supporters. But in the end, go with what you feel is right. Anyway, good advice. it's been Ian here with you. And Mark. And we will be back tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. For our internet listeners, we're going to continue on doing a little bit of an extended broadcast. So we'll, uh, it's a see, bonus show tonight. Yep, uh, our internet listeners in moments. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. Okay, so we're going to actually turn off the automation system here in a moment. It's easy to get free talk. Ah, Don't want to hear that. All right, so we are continuing here with an extended edition of the program. So what do you want to talk about? And we do these things from time to time. The amp lines are open, so you're welcome to call in there. We, you know, what do we do this? Like once every month or two or whenever we sort of get the feeling to do For some reason, you wanted to do it tonight in particular. 
But uh, uh, well, I just thought since we were talking about the internet stream being upgraded, we're doing 80 kilobits per second now. So we had I just had internet things on my mind, mm-hmm. streams and things like that, and so I figured, well, it's been a while since we did one of these little bonus shows. So I know that you've had a couple of things you wanted to get to, including one of your stories, whatever it was. Was it the replica guy? The, no. No. Which one was it? Advertising. We're going to talk about uh, advertising in hard times, right? Yep, there, there is. I don't have that pulled up. Let's, so. do, let's do that tonight. And, of course, take your calls about anything. I can't give you the numbers, but if you are an amplifier, you do know the numbers, and you are welcome to call in. Of course, this is Internet only. This is only going out to podcast listeners and those of you who are on the live streams tonight. Uh, and so there are no FCC rules at this point, so keep that in mind. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's anything we want to do right now. <laughs> yep, pretty much. So this is from uh, Taylor on the radio. For, uh, where does this thing come out of, Ian? We both radio get it. info radio hyphen info dot com. Yeah, it's for real radio geeks and people in the business and that yes. kind of thing. And uh, I don't go to the 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 site and chat with the forum denizens because well. I have a life. Ian, however, you, you do that now and then, right? Oh, hey, before you get into this, I'm being told that in regards to our last program or our last story about leadership, mm-hmm. J.K. Rowling from the Harry Potter books, she was turned down 42 times before she finally got a yes. Hardly imagine. Now imagine for a moment how difficult that must feel, how hard that is for somebody who may not have had any uh, experience in something like sales. I mean, when you're trained in sales, as you have been and I have been to, to some extent, you know, when you're trained in sales, you're trained and you're told things like, well, every no is one no closer to a yes. You have to stay positive about the no's that you get. But if you're not trained in sales and you start getting no's from people like, well, your book sucks. We don't want to have anything to do with it. They don't say that. Rejected. But that's how you feel. Or whatever. Yeah, you'll feel awful. And it will make you not want to submit it again. But she kept on going, and she got, after 42 tries, (laughs) she got her A really big series. So I just wanted to uh, to add that as an aside, an addendum to our earlier discussion. There, uh, continue, Mark. Always a good story when it comes to uh, successes. There's you know there's 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 plenty of them out there. Okay, so um, this one is just this has nothing to do with liberty. It's just something that I wanted to talk about. I, I read this mm-hmm. short little article and I really like it. I uh, actually wanted to do it during the regular show, but uh, this happened to get popped in here. So um, it's for the podcasters. It's uh, entitled, What's Happening to Advertising? Bob Bellin says, It's Hard Times and Accountability. The form, former radio GM and new media CEO says, This is not as complicated as uh, some people will suggest. We're in hard times, and advertisers predictably sprint to accountability in their advertising when business gets tougher. What's different is that there's more accountable options than in the past, making it easier for marketers to direct their... Uh, Excuse me, I got those fears into something tangible and away from traditional media. And by accountable media, you they mean, mean internet. Yeah, internet media where you can count click-throughs and things like that. Whereas when a radio ad goes on the air, you never know exactly how many people are listening, and you never really know how many people respond. Right. For the most part, there are certain ways to check, to track that, like with WebEx, where you use the code 600, you get the free trial. They know it's it's only us that has that 600 code. That's so, correct. So they would know that. But, but but that doesn't mean that they know how many people are coming to their website or the people that don't use the code. So it's still not totally tracked. Sure. I mean, how many times have we, uh, you know, how many WebEx uh, ads have got, come on the air, in the, um, you know, in our air for the last uh, three months? Somebody might say, you know, we've got to do that WebEx thing. And they don't remember anything about the code and just go on and, and do it. And... So, you know, accountability doesn't – is it isn't foolproof, and uh, many advertisers have to look at it from that standpoint. You know, you can't just assume that because you didn't get 
a great deal through the accountability that it didn't work. And right. Well, well, the internet may be more accountable, but it may also not be as an emotional sort of an advertising measure. I mean, they find that television and radio, good TV and radio spots, really play and uh, podcasts really p- play to people's emotions. When I when I say radio, I mean podcasts. Podcast right. is just another delivery system for an audio uh, content spoken word format. Yeah. So <laughs> so if you make a good ad that really strikes at people's emotions, you're going to get far greater response than some banner sitting on the side of a website. Right. And what you want to do is you want to, uh, you know, as far as branding goes, and branding's very important for many advertisers, is you want to you want to set up shop in a corner of everyone's mind. When you think of tires, well, the brand pops to mind, whether mm-hmm. that brand is Goodyear, Michelin, uh, Bridgestone, Firestone, whatever that brand is that pops popped into your mind the first time, that's the brand that has the highest name recognition Better for than you. that, though, Mark, the best kind of brand recognition is where your brand replaces the name of the product, Kleenex, Xerox, uh, that sort of thing. That's yeah. the best. You can't beat that. It really is. That's uh, Give me a Coke, please. Yeah. You know, it's uh, that, that's the very best kind of branding and the highest. But you know, there's there's a step down, and you want to occupy that in uh, in people's mind. Anyway, when business gets bad, going on with uh, what Where's Bob's got to say. This is from uh, Taylor on the radio. Okay, right, right. Wow, it really that long of a. Story in that? I've only read two sentences. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know a lot about this. I'm going to expound on I it. I see. But oh, the thing is, is we, we are going into tough times. It may not be officially a recession yet. It yeah. may not officially get to a recession because they've, you know, they've compromised our, our, uh, the monetary system so much that, you know, maybe you won't ever see two successive uh, quarters of, uh, you know, negative growth whatever negative growth is, and that's what they define a re- recession by. But, you know, in fact, when you look at what the dollar's doing against uh, every other currency in the world and what uh, Americans have to pay for, uh, you know, f- uh, fuel costs and how much money they've lost in their homes, you've got a damn big recession on your hands, and people know it, and the people are scaling back. One of the first places to scale back is in radio, or not radio, in advertising, and you know, I just want to read this. So the business owners out there who are thinking about what am I going to do in these hard times? Yeah. The, the, you know, they, they hear about advertising and, you know, what they need to do. It's not necessarily even free talk live. It's just advertising and your business. When business gets bad, marketers drag out those three letters. ROI, that's return on investment. Mm-hmm. Out of the closet like the picture of a wrench uncle when he comes to visit. But many things are making, uh, but, but many are making a mistake. And here's why. Number one, some of the most important marketing tools don't lend themselves to a direct accountability, and bad times exacerbate their importance. Here's why they exacerbate their importance. What they're, when they're talking about branding, um, here's a story. I'm sure one of our listeners will check on this story to make sure that it's true, but it's a story that I've been told many, t- uh, you know, more than once in advertising, and uh, if it's not entirely factually true, it's probably a little bit true, and it can certainly be used. Uh, the guy who did double mint uh, gum before World War II, you know, they had some good market share, but of course they had competition. When World War II came around, apparently something to do with gum. No gum was allowed to be made because they need gum for tires or something. Mm-hmm. He continued to do his branding advertising, and World War II because you know, a he wanted uh, to con- keep his market share. He worked so hard for it, right? And uh, B, he wanted to, you know, do something good for the American people, essentially. Keep the money flowing. So at the end of World War II, he had the mm-hmm. largest market share of them all because he had continued to advertise. Continued really? to keep that little corner of people's mind that, you know, the little gum corner was 
double mint or spear mint or mm. whatever it, uh, it was that this guy was doing. So uh, that's that's what he's uh, saying here is that. Uh, in fact, you can't, you know, there's many, many things that, that's, um, let's see, some of the most important marketing tools don't lend themselves to direct accountability, and bad times exacerbate their importance. And the reason they're exacerbated is because the other gum manufacturers are not advertising they're right now. They're cutting budgets. Right. Now's your chance to uh, increase your market share. Make a name for yourself. Yep. And this is the reason that uh, during the summer, um, you know, during the, the harvest, uh, good little ants put stuff away so that when the bad stuff comes along, you know, they've, they, they can invest in these things, whereas the grasshoppers, you know, don't do so much. Number two, many customers... Before you go on with number two, uh, apparently there's something wrong with the AMP call-in lines at the moment. I'm not sure what that is. What do you think? Actually, you know what I know? It might be... It's one of two things. I'm trying calling in on my cell phone. I'm getting a busy signal. But I'm calling the direct dial numbers, not the toll-free line. I think Michael Hampton from Homeland Stupidity, who's kind of our tech guy behind the scenes on the, the VoIP lines, he has set up some sort of automation system that actually prevents calls from coming in after 10 o'clock. So I'll probably have to talk to him about that. So in the meantime, I'm going to give you this number. This is not one of the AMP lines. It's a test line that should be working. 603 435 one one zero five. You better write that down so you can continue to give that out. Yeah, I'm going to keep giving it out here. Six zero three four three five one one zero five. It's only one line. There's no queue. You won't be sitting in a queue waiting to get on. Probably so won't even ask you what it, what it is you're going to talk about. So get ready to pop right on the. Yep, uh, you're just going to pop right on the, uh, the, it air. the air. But uh, it's and not a fact. Air. That's, that's what you have to call it. It's the internet. You just have to use the old terms because they still they still make sense to people. So six zero three four three five one one zero five. That should allow you to get through. I'm hearing a dial tone. That's a good sign. So go ahead with number two. Okay, part. number two. Many consumers just don't want an interactive relationship with their vendors and won't respond as readily to those trackable marketing formats. Uh, you know, whether it's, I think that for me, it's uh, those little cards at stores, you know, the, uh, the, the, the discount cards at uh, grocery stores. Now, uh, with uh, Price Chopper, they have a discount card where they give you, uh, you know, money off of your gasoline purchases. Mm-hmm. I want to use that card, but it's the only one that I want to use. I do not like the idea that they're taking up valuable space in my wallet, stretching my wallet out, making my ass hurt from sitting on this big fat wallet, and I just mm. hate all of these customer cards that are out there. Whether they whether it's one of those where you punch it for a free sandwich or or whether you know, you swipe it to get uh, the discounts. I like in price the store. choppers. They give me a discount on gas. Which right, is that's nice. what I said. You know, yeah. and, and price chopper. I'm happy to use theirs because they're giving me something of of real value in my life. I want right. that discount on gas. But uh, when it comes to you know any of those other little customer value cards or whatever they are, I hate them. And that's what he's saying here. Many uh, many consumers just don't want interactive relationships with their vendors, and that includes the internet and that kind of thing. They don't want to answer a bunch of surveys. They don't want to clip coupons. They don't want to do any of just that. Just let me buy what I want to buy. Right? right. When I think about tires, I want to think about Bridgestone. You know, actually, I'm a Michelin guy, but <laughs> and I want to go out and buy my tires. So, uh, did you want to take that call? Or you want to go on to number three? Let's. I mean, how, how much more do we have here? I got about half the article. Half. All right, we'll take the call. It's not like we have to be too structured. It's an yeah. internet show. All right, let's go on the screen to the special line. Hello, you're on the air. <laughs> the special line. Hey, and this is uh, Chris. I was just wondering if you ended up renewing your driver's license. You know what I did? Um, simply because it, it ended up being a decision that it could easily be done. I sent like 15 bucks. They sent me another license. I figure better to have it and and then decide to put it aside because we didn't have enough people um, come forward. We were looking to get 10 people in the Keene area 
to repudiate their driver's licenses and drive without a license. And I think we only got like four or five at this point. So we're holding off on that particular protest for the moment until we can get some more people here to uh, to get on board with it. You know, as exciting as some of these uh, these uh, civil disobedience type protests are, they're just they're they're not very effective with not enough people. And there's only a dozen or so of you guys that are willing to do such a th- um, such things here in the area. Not even that many. Yeah, and. Well, depending on the different types, I think you can get yeah. a dozen together for the right thing. Certainly, we can get a dozen dozens together for dozens of them together for meetings, and therefore you just have to sort of talk some mm-hmm. into them. You know, if uh, I, I'm not interested in uh, getting rid of my driver's license, I, you know, but um, but it's not a New Hampshire driver's license. I have not complied with any of their rules or regulations. And it's actually in a fake name. It's in Billy Bitchup instead. No, that's not true. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Did that answer your question? Well, I, I bought a. Yeah, it did. I bought a car about two years ago and never registered it. Um, and I've had pretty good results. I get pulled over about once a year. The fine for not, not registering your car is $150, but I would have had to pay about $1,000 in order to get a, uh, a tag because of the uh, luxury tax here in Alabama. You'd um, have to pay $1,000 to register your car? It, it's, it, was, it was like 850 and, and oh, a little bit extra on top of that because of this ad valorem. Like, it, it's not because of the value of the car. The car was only... I think I paid about $8,000 at the time. Uh, it was just because it's a 5 Series BMW, I guess. They they have some arbitrary system of, of coming up with this, this tax. And, yeah, uh, wow, that's crazy. I didn't crazy. like that. It didn't seem worthwhile to me. So, so you could have like a, a 2002 BMW. By that, I mean the, the actual, the model number 2002, not the year 2002. Right, right. The, the, it was a terrible example. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the, you can have an old-ass BMW, and, and because it's a BMW, it's likely to be more, huh? It's going to be more. I don't know how much or what, you know, I don't know sure. what algorithm they use. And they won't tell you over the phone how much it's going to cost you. Oh, really? Um, and that annoyed <laughs> me, too, because I was going to do it. And then when I called them to find out how much I should bring, because, you know, I've a, a, I mean, I, you know, I don't keep all my money in a bank account for some other reasons. Sure. Um, but, you know, so I wanted to be able to pay in cash, and I, they couldn't tell me how much I had to bring. So it, eventually I was just like, okay, well, this isn't worth it once yeah. I found out what the fines were. We'll we'll figure it out when you get here, when you're yeah. standing well, in I front was of up us. There. I drove to New Hampshire about uh, I don't know a few months ago for the primary with no license plate. Right. Yeah. Whoa, wait, wait, wait! You don't have a license plate? I'm sorry, I missed that point. I, there's your a car's difference. not registered. How I thought you? there was I thought there was a difference between no, having they, a tag and registration. And uh, they stop you and they say, well, well, you can't do that. You have to register the car, and as long as you don't have like a warrant out or something, all they do is give you a ticket. Uh, do I mean, you pay those? Is it a moving violation? What's that? Is it a moving violation? No, no. How many how many days. miles a year do you put on this car that you don't have damn plates on? <laughs> um, I mean, I guess about fifteen thousand, maybe. That's that's more than I put do, on mine. Do you pay the tickets? I mean, when you're out and yes, about, I not pay the tickets. I don't I don't want to have warrants out for my arrest, but I mean, still I I still saved money even if you yeah. consider. It yeah, depends how much on it would the, have cost me to get a tag. It depends on the, the state. Um, in Florida, it basically costs fifty bucks to register, fifty sixty dollars to register a new car. Mm-hmm. That's that's the long and the short of it. You know, as long as they got, get you in sales tax, they don't really care about the rest of it. But uh, you know, de- depending on the state, I, I can see that if it was eight hundred bucks, and likely if it was a newer BMW, it certainly would be eight hundred dollars here in New Hampshire. So it might just be worth it here. Yeah. Well, the way I look at it is uh, right now, until we can get enough people to to commit to not or to 
to commit to driving around without a government license or registration until that time i actually feel as though for the first time ever i'm getting real value from one of the government gangs the way i view this is that the florida gang that i used to have a problem with i now actually like them because i'm not living under their supposed jurisdiction so florida's gang members can't actually do anything to me so they are of course are all about money and they don't really care if i'm not living here if i'm not living there or not in fact if they ever ask i, I will always just say something like well i'm i'm st- i'm still trying to decide where i want to live i'm living up in new hampshire part of the year living in florida you know I, I may come back down there pretty soon you know just kind of be very generic about i might do this and i might do that uh, of course they never ask because everything's automated now basically they send out the renewal slip you send back a check they send you the renewal and you're good to go for another year so i basically see it as my old florida gang that i used to to absolutely hate they're actually doing me a favor now. They're helping keep me safe from the New Hampshire gang members that would otherwise be pulling me over for not having a driver's uh, for not having a tag on the back of the car. So it really is actually there is some value to having the gangs fight with one another or the gangs protect you from one another. And that is uh, that's kind of how I view what I'm doing at the moment. Though I do still love the idea of driving without a government driver's license, and I look forward to the day when we have enough people to get together and do that. Well, I am going to have to get a driver's license, unfortunately, because it's it's a pain in the neck. I mean, if I try to buy beer or go into a bar uh, or something like that. Yeah, that was uh, kind of another reason. I, I do have a passport, so I could have used that as well, but I figured 10 bucks, whatever. Yeah, mine's expired. Well, my I don't know if it's good. expired, too. So. <laughs> Somebody, you know, if you get under the passport, try getting it without giving your social security number up. I have heard that there's a way to do that, to actually apply for the passport and not give a social security number out. Hmm. And they, they'll actually give it to you. I don't know I'll how you do it. Yeah, I don't know all the details, but I'm sure one of our uh, conspiracy calls. You can always get, it, by the way, a uh, state ID card and not have a driver's license. Chris, I thank you for the call. I'm clearing off the line so somebody else can use it. Uh, 603-435-1105. We're testing a voice over IP line tonight. That is not an amp number. Uh, it is just a test line tonight only. 603-435-1105. It actually sounds it sounds pretty good. Yeah, it's, I think it, it, I think it doesn't have the popping. The the Which, line or uh, the line the, doesn't yeah, the line doesn't have the popping. If you listen to the amp calls on the show, you'll hear a popping sound. When people talk, there are certain letters that they hit, certain sounds that sort of pop unnaturally. It's not right. It just doesn't sound right. It sounds very strange. Sound right. I've never heard it. You've never noticed it? I don't pay I'm attention to that crap. You're, 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 the audio it drives file me here. crazy. What is uh, give me the the number one more time. 603 that's New Hampshire area code 435-1105. All right. So uh, sounding good so far. Line is open for anybody that wants to participate here. All right. Here. Let me go on with my, uh, my little story here. All right. Go ahead. So number three, spending on branding is cut or eliminated at a time when it is most needed. If you want a good example of what happens when business gets bad and critical items take a back seat to the how much money will it bring in this week filter, um, look no further than the radio business. I believe Bob's referring to a radio, radio's unhealthy habit of uh, whittling the marketing advertising budgets for its own stations. And this happens all the time. You know, they, it's funny how radio uh, stations will, you know, they'll spend Say so much thing. time teaching their salespeople about advertising, the importance of advertising, the importance of having uh, brand recognition. And then they'll cancel their billboards. Yeah, they yeah. sure will. And <laughs> billboards, by the way, um, aren't that great for every, you know, all 
everybody's uh, type of advertising out there. They're fantastic for radio because where do people listen to the radio? In the car. Right. They don't buy their tires in the car. They don't, you know, they don't watch uh, Friends in the car. They don't do most of the things that are advertised on billboards in the car. But they, you know, maybe it's a good idea to advertise your pizza place or something there. But uh, radio is it, it's it's a good place for them. And he says, can you really blame their customers for following their own lead, the, the radio's lead? Bellin has some further thoughts about ongoing what's happening to advertising question, and we'll get to those. But uh, your own ideas about what's happening in advertising, and he gives uh, his uh, uh, you know, contact the information there. I just uh, want business owners to know that when these times get tough, I know, I know it's tough, and advertising was one of the easiest places to take money Slash from. Slash it out. Yeah. It's easy. But don't do it. Well, I, I can't. T- I'm not going to tell somebody not to cut advertising. I'm yeah. going to tell them to be careful when you cut advertising. Look at other things you can cut too. Look, look at. The, sorry, he may. It may be tough to look him in the eye, but look at that unproductive employee at the same time. Yeah. Because advertising is important for keeping your market advertising share. Advertising is going to bring people it's through the door. Important for bringing money money th- into your store now, and it's important in the future too. Should we mention that Free Talk Live has low low rates? <laughs> they do. We uh, we're on. Uh, it was syndicated on over 41 stations. We're the number one political podcast on the internet, and we've got 30 second avails <laughs> for less than $15 a piece. Jason Osborne from SACL CAI says, "Fuck, I was just getting ready to pull." my advertising <laughs> he's not advertising because it works I yeah mean, he says he can't track anybody that's actually um well he's had a, he's had a couple of people bother him over yeah. the ads hey you want to take these couple accounts receivable you know if he does get a good client out of the advertising that he uh, gets from us one good client with the kind of profit re- margins that he has in his business will pay for everything no he's ever spent he'll get it one of these days well he likely he will but he's not doing it for the he's right. not you know your your collections company the first time i i heard about Seiko, i'm like he wants to advertise oh no that's going to be awful cuz we're not going to be able to perform it's not the right yeah. thing you know god but then once i start talking to him i realize Oh, he doesn't really care that much about performance. <laughs> Fine, come on board, buddy. But um, this amp special, uh, or this podcast only special, brought to you by Seikel CAI. And I want to point Osborne. out somebody, somebody, an advert, a potential advertiser called me, and I talked to them about how effective I felt my ad venue was going to be for them, and I told them I didn't think it was going to be the most effective. Why? Because I'm honest. That's with an the honest people. salesman. It, well, you know, that's, you deserve some credit for that. I'm, I'm either going to have to face them this month or I'm going to have to face them next month, right? Yeah. When thirteen, where's when, the results? When I get thirteen weeks into a schedule, I told them, well, you got to try it for thirteen weeks, and it doesn't produce anything, mm. and I knew better. Yeah. Yeah, I can't do that to people. No. So. So uh, yeah. By the way, Free Talk Live's rates compared to a local radio station, right. cheap, 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 cheap. Well, when you look. When you look at 41 affiliates, um, and obviously we're not on every affiliate every hour, and a lot of them were only on on Saturdays and that kind of thing. But when you look at an affiliate just between, or you know, any radio station between the hours of 7 p.m. and 10 p.m., you're just not gonna find anybody selling ads for less than five dollars mm-hmm. a piece. They just won't do it. So the fact is, we're going to, you know, if you have a national a product that will, that can be bought by anybody nationally, yeah. Or internationally is even better. 
we're a good, we're a better value than than radio is going to be. We're a better value than the vast majority. Any of Any syndicated be. program because we don't have the overhead. We don't have to price based on what it costs us. We price based on studios well, paid for supply and demand mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. All right, let's continue here with uh, calls or the call because we only have one line. It's six zero three four three five one one zero five. The SACL CAI test line. We go to the phones. Who's this? You're on the air. Hi guys. Ziggy. 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 Uh, Ah, and no FCC. So yep. I can ask you, you can give me a proper answer to this question. Have you seen Team America? Yeah. I, I have not. I've heard it's excellent, though. Fuck yeah. No, 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 Mark, you meant to answer, fuck, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> it took me a second. I, 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 I answered it as you're talking there. Sorry. Shit, no, I have not. <laughs> um, also, I've got an alternative to see you next Tuesday, which actually I think that um, Ian would like. Um, caring, understanding, nanny type. Caring, understanding, nanny, t- nanny type. That's eh, yeah. bad. It's pretty good. Now, Ziggy, you can, you, you, I mean, in, in normal, relatively normal conversation, people drop the word cunt in, uh, in, in Great Britain, do they not? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I, I, was, I was actually going to talk about that. Um, one, one observation is that people here do say the word cunt a lot more. And I was actually going to ask you, um, this is actually a true story, um, Basically, during one of the, the soccer championships, there was a there was a German player called Kunt, and basically someone tuned in, um, and the commentator went, and there goes Kunt, and basically they rang up the BBC and complained, which I just find fucking hilarious. But I was wondering how the SEC deal with surnames such as that. I, but yeah, we, we would mispronounce them Kunt. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's well, absolutely got, what we do. You've got the author, do. haven't you? Dean Kuntz. Yes, yes, yes Dean yep. Kuntz. Um, um, also, I, it's, I it's basically Gavin, the um, worst word you can use in, in the English language. I, I, you know, American English. The American English language. I mean, I know that it's not yeah, as... Yeah, you, you, you do use it a, a lot less than, than, than we do. Yeah. Um, the only time I won't use it is if I'm around a girl. Um, girl yeah, they don't like that very much. Well, they like no. it even less here. <laughs> you can um, be sure of that. <laughs> Um, uh, Gav- I heard Gavin rang you up the other night. He had his car in the pound. Yeah. Um, I've got some good news about Gavin, actually. Okay. Um, he he might he's been he's on the selection list to be um, a parliamentary candidate. Oh, what cool. Is, so, like, that would mean he could run for office if he's a candidate. If he gets elected, yes. So wait, if he gets um, elected um, to the candidacy, then he can run for office, or yeah, I'm confused. Yeah, he has to go to a selection meeting I see. Uh, next Friday. So it's like a little, like a little party primary or something like that. Yeah, yeah, like a caucus. Gotcha. Good. Um, I wish him the best of luck. I, I I thought that his party was blackballing him. Um, no, actually, uh, oh yes, it's a long time since I've spoken to you. No, um, he got reinstated. Good. Um, oh, good to know. So you know, they, and by the way, just one last thing: you're loud and clear over here. Loud and clear, as in, like, on the internet stream, you mean? Well, the new 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 stuff's working, that's what he's saying. Yeah, I just wanted to tell you that. Oh, fantastic. Good to know, Zig. Thanks for the call, as always, sir. The number is uh, brought to you by SACL CAI, 603-435-1105. What I think uh, people like Ziggy, and and we get some callers from Australia now and then, and uh, callers from Sweden, and and all over the world, honestly. Mm -hmm. We've, We've had them from everywhere. What I think... Uh, you know, they 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 add something valuable in that you know people might be like, oh, who cares what libertarians are doing in other countries and that kind of thing. I do. 
I, I do too. I, I, you know, I want to. Freedom know. matters to me wherever you are. And I think we're farther along here in the United States than many, many countries as far as freedom goes. But it shows that liberty, liberty is a is a global movement. It yeah. shows that people everywhere want liberty. It's not just an American thing. You, you know, we we often think uh, as uh, Western white people that well, those darn Asian types, they don't care anything about liberty. They're you know they're too locked in and you know to their thinking. I don't think those things. Yeah, well. I think that a lot of people do that liberty just can't you know that it's just not a uh, a conversation that you can even have over there. But I, I think it's very valuable to, to look at liberty as a, a global movement. The but they still all st- should all still sign up for the Free State Project. Number <laughs> again is six zero three four three five one one zero five. In the middle of a special bonus edition of Free Talk Live here tonight. Again, only going out to the live streamies as well as the podcasters. Radio listeners are shit out of luck as far as hearing this particular segment of the program, obviously. As we continue here, again, you can call in about anything as always. A story from... Oh, I, I, huh? I, did what? you want to go into the, I had another There's one. More? Uh, no, what? no, I had something else I wanted to read, so just to make sure I've got another, another email. What is it? Th- this one uh, comes in. It's anonymous, name withheld, but it has. Uh, it's sort of talking about what Paulo was, uh, some of the, the paranoia claptrap that ta- Paulo was talking about the other night. Yeah, yeah, what about it? Okay. <laughs> Said, he says, uh, Paulo ca- uh, called in on Monday's show claiming that the Chinese had downed all the U.S. Air Force's bombers. Oh, yeah, with the, the back doors, the hacked back doors right. that China can control every electronic device in America or right. something. Right. Mistakenly, like that. she said there were B 17s, which are yeah. flying fortresses from 1940s. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, the some, fax machine, you know, you can't always read everything right, with so the fax. The numbers were smudged. Yeah. Uh, super secret back door into planes' computer chips. As often happens, there's a grain of truth around this moonbat conspiracy claim and yes i do prefer the term moonbat for describing such claims (laughs) i work at a large multinational software company based in silicon valley the company's clients include major governments including um and other mother major governments and other multinational corporations defense contractors and the like i recently spoke in person to a vice president of the company according to him the company management estimates that of their employees in china up to half on the payroll are on the payroll of the Chinese government and may be employed for the purpose of attempting to install backdoors or other nefarious codes into our products. Oh. Needless to say, the company feels that it can protect itself against such attacks or it wouldn't be employing these people. Hmm. Still, I wonder about a giant bureaucracy like the U.S. military. Is it nimble enough to thwart <laughs> even the bigger bureaucracy of Chinese central planning? Hell no. Well, I think that I, I know. I don't it, think Chinese Chinese military is bigger. It's much smaller than the U.S. Yes, military. but uh, <laughs> you've got bureaucracy, and then all the politicians are even making decisions more readily. They don't let their generals fight wars there. Okay, their admirals don't fight wars, and so when you've got a central committee, it's a good question. Government well, versus it really government. depends on the situation. Yeah, uh, if if they're invading Taiwan, maybe we're ready for that. That's the most likely scenario. Uh, would, would we be able to fight a land war in China and take over? <laughs> no way. <laughs> um, could they come over here and do anything to us? Not likely. You know that I, I love Taiwan. Taiwan's one of those little countries that I re- that really has a soft spot in my heart. I love Taiwan, Hong Kong, Israel, a lot of these countries, but. I just can't. We should sell them weapons, but that's all I think we should be doing. 
All right, so uh, the number again here, 603-435-1105. We're not going to keep this up for much longer, but we can't go away tonight without talking about the AMP program in a little bit more detail than we normally do on the radio show. Normally on the radio show, it's a quick little plug, quick little promo, because we obviously can't sound like public radio. We can't I thought get we weren't, well, weren't allowed to get off until Jason Osborne said that it was okay. Uh, did he tell you that? <laughs> He's sponsoring this section of the show. Go ahead. Jason Osborne sponsors every bit of this show. <laughs> yes. All right. So the AMP program, as you know, if you read the updates today at updates.freetalklive.com or you've been listening throughout the entire show, you know, or if you've just noticed the quality difference, you know we bumped up the quality level of the broadband stream to 80 kilobits per second, a, an, an almost an over 42% increase in bandwidth. And Johnson did, has, by the way, our uh, former co-host Johnson has tested it out on his iPhone, and it's working. So he's been walking around, eating and doing things out there in California while listening to Free Talk Live on his iPhone, which is very cool. And I know that he put a link up on the new mobile page at I, is it? Yeah, it's m.freetalklive.com. So if you go to m.freetalklive.com on your mobile device, it will take you to a special testing mobile page where you can actually learn more about how to uh, get Free Talk Live on your iPhone. As far as getting it on other phones, that seems to be a little trickier. Not quite sure how we're going to do that at this point, but we're we're trying to work out all those details. But uh, so we we announced this new change to the broadband stream. It's now at 80 kilobits per second, and we're testing a 24-hour-a-day uh, feed, like a, a repeat of the last night's show. So if you tune into the streams, whether it's the dial-up stream or the broadband stream, at noon tomorrow, you're going to hear last night's show minus this bonus segment. This bonus segment will not run over and over again. So only the the actual radio show content. Oh, that's interesting. Will be will be looping over but and over again. But the podcasters again. will get this. Podcasters added, will added get this. Item. That that is correct. And, and and to the podcasters who are listening right now and uh, think that we're going to go into a big amp commercial and then um, on our way out. No, we're going to do a little bit of content after the uh, amp commercial. So you have to listen to the amp commercial. Oh, well, they don't have to do anything. Well, they they can always hit the fast forward button. So the reason I wanted to talk a little bit about this, beyond the fact that we want to promote it and get you to sign up if you haven't become an amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com, is to talk about how I'm going to have to change the amp page. Because if you look at the amp page at amp.freetalklive.com, there's that graph at the top that says what we're going to do when we reach certain milestones in the AMP program, you know, we started releasing the classic archives. Yeah, I, and I remember. We did this so long ago, I don't even remember what the graph looks it's like. It's actually changed a couple of times just because priorities get swapped around. Is it uh, at amp.freetalklive.com? Yeah, I remember we actually used to have the webcam at 5,000, and then we set it to 2,500 so people could get that earlier. And So, we've so already, the amplifiers basically paid for everybody to get the webcam, and yes. therefore are uh, responsible for all those people on Stick, stick, stick Am. am yep. whatever, stick Am, Stick Am. Whatever, right, the hundreds, em. hundreds of people that come on and see us on Stickam, when they go to Stickam.com and right. Stickam's featuring us on the front page, bam, Free Talk Live is right there, and they're listening to us as they enter the website, which hopefully means they're going to keep listening, which many of them, I'm sure, do. But uh, So the, the webcam, we had to move that up because of all this, and we had a $7,500 goal uh, milestone of a 24-7 FTL stream, but we're already in the testing phase of that. Yeah, you're, you're beta so testing that I'm, now. I'm like... I'm a several thousand dollars in advance, or, or I'm I'm doing that early. So I have every to kind of twenty-five bucks is another classic uh, archive. Yeah. yeah. 
if you can call our archives classic. We still have a pretty big goal at the $10,000, a pretty pretty cool project that yeah. we're working on. And I'd really like to get to that, but you know, we're going to get there as quickly as well, we get there. Well, I can tell you this. I, I'll tell you this because we're probably going to have to admit it by the end of the year. The, one of those secrets at the $10,000 level, it's coming. It's going to be sooner. I mean, there's no way we're going to... I don't believe we can make it to $10,000 by the end of the year, just because if you look at the trend of AMP, it's just not going to get there that fast. Yeah, I think another another secret was revealed already by uh, the, on the BBS when uh, my felony was, uh, you know, outed. Yeah, that was one of them. That, was, that uh, one's gone. You know, and we were, gonna, yeah, we were making that an AMP prize, and we were going to come out with it. But, right. uh, you know, you, you have uh, John Hansen to thank for that crap. So the $10,000, uh, one of the other secrets there, it's coming. I'm betting it's going to be here before 7500 I'm hoping we can get to 5000 by the time it happens, but it may just happen simply because we can afford to do it. And again, a lot of it's going to be thanks to Jason Osborne at SACL CAI. I can't say much more right now as to, to what it's nope, all about <laughs> because it would just, there's certain reasons why I can't do that. Uh, but it's pretty exciting. It's pretty big, and I think you guys are really going to be excited. And those of you that are amplifiers are going to be pretty, pretty keen on being a part of it. So, and if you're not an amplifier and you've been listening to the show for a year now, you need to amplify. Look, you like the service, and you obviously have some kind of you know affiliation to the uh, the thought process here of liberty. We're we're what's happening. In the liberty movement, we're making things happen. We're growing. Look at another organization. Try to find me another organization that's uh, having this success. What about the Bob Barr campaign? Yeah, I'm sorry, it's not. <laughs> well, I th- think you could make a good argument for the Ron Paul campaign, but I just yeah. don't know where the the you know the what is it the Charge for Liberty or the uh, the Republic for Liberty campaign yeah. for the Republic or whatever the the heck that they're doing there. I don't know. They're where having it's a big go. party. I, maybe uh, maybe they got convention. something really great up their sleeve, but I just don't, I don't know. know. And I can't imagine what it is beyond the same old crap of running another candidate. Yeah, I mean they got a, they got a mention by uh, Pat Buchanan on CNN or something or MS, yeah. MSNBC. <laughs> Big deal. <laughs> but um, we get three hours a night on forty radio stations all over the place. So. Yeah, and we're only asking for three dollars a month. Yeah. And honestly, it's contrary to my best interests to even suggest that people do the amp uh, situation. Why? Well, because you offer an amp podcast that has no commercials in it, I sell per- commercials oh, for yeah, a living. That's right. That's so right. I, you know, I just I think that it's the, the amp right podcast thing to do still people. has live reads, Mark. It, it has still, still has have live, live reads, but I mean, I've got I got people paying money for commercials, man. Well, they, they're paying money for the live reads too, and those are the best value of all. So anyway, most people are still going to listen to the free podcast. That's just the reality. It's the That's how way. it's always oh, yeah, going to be. It's going to be. But I'm just telling. But look, if like you've been listening to the more. show, if you've been listening to the show for a year now, and you <laughs> you're obviously agreeing with the message, you're you're using this on a regular basis. You've got a a, a job. Three look, bucks a month. Yeah, you're not, not talking about much here. If you're a high school student and you're working after school, I know what I was making in nine, in the 1980s. You can afford yeah. $3 a month. If you're We're drinking not on the weekends, much. you can afford 3 right. bucks a not month. Not asking too much here. I'm not asking people to up their amps. I'm not. It's it's great and everything if you do, and that's that's a choice that's completely up to you. All I just I'm want three, yeah, yeah. I just want people who listen, and enjoy the show, and use it. It seems right to me if that we had, you amp. I think what do we at like as far as downloads per show these days on average, like three thousand per it, show. It's so crazy. It vacillates. It's like from twenty five hundred to five thousand, but I think safe a safe number is like twenty five. But we had a seventy five hundred one. I mean, it's really yeah. It gets really high, but uh, yeah, three thousand, three thirty three thousand. 
sounds right. 3,000 downloads per show. So if all 3,000 actually contributed three bucks a month, we'd be right up on the line. At, That's uh, 3,000 per day, dude. 3,000 per day. But presuming. We get 100,000 downloads a month. And those you aren't cannot unique. Presu- those aren't unique. Right, they're downloads. not unique. I'm talking but about unique people listening to the show. If you've got 3,000 downloads per day, that's probably 3,000 people listening to the show. It's not, though. It's nothing like that. Uh, because you can look at certain days, drop down to uh, below 2,000. So we, we probably have 1,500 people that just subscribe like uh, via RSS that get it automatically delivered to them. Mm-hmm. I, I that counts as a download. That, that counts as a download, right? Yeah. Um, so the other people are cherry picking. <laughs> There's a lot of people out there that are that are coming across Free Talk Live for the first time. I don't think you can, for a second, say that there are three thousand uh, podcast listeners that, on a regular basis, get it. It just, I'm looking at, I look at these numbers a lot, and that's it, that's just not an accurate uh, assertion. Okay. Well, anyway, if uh, three thousand people give us three bucks a month, we darn close. There's certainly two thousand people the, a month that listen to the show. The ten thousand. Yeah, you don't have to listen to every single show to and, and been listening there for a year. There are still some amplifiers that don't listen anymore. That yeah. that they just don't have time. They I mean, eighteen hours of content or twelve if in the podcast. Twelve hours after all the commercials been taken out. Twelve hours of content a week is a lot to listen to. I know I'm like two week two weeks behind on the show. It's just a it's a lot to listen to. So people get busy. They uh, enter a time in their life where they just don't. Maybe they only have time to listen to one show per week. And usually, if you're going to do that, probably the Saturday show is the, the most fun. In my opinion, the Saturday show is the most. I like fun. them the most too. But uh, uh, but you know you you got a restricted amount of time, but you still got that money. And and you know we're out there getting on more radio stations every single month. Right. So this really is, uh, in my opinion, the best form of pro-liberty outreach that the movement has ever seen. I don't right. want to toot my own horn too bad. I wish there was another show competing with us that could say, ha, we've got fi- 500 stations. We're better than Free Talk Live, but right. <laughs> they're not out there. Right. You know, And uh, amp the show for that reason is because you think that we are – at least a good uh, form of liberty activism or the best form of liberty activism. Not because you agree or disagree with what you, uh, what we say, because here's what's going to happen. If you if you amp um, the show because you like something that we've said along the line, some people have amped because I've stuck it to, to somebody or, you know, had a particularly good statement or something like that. And Thank you for those, but at the same time, they're not exactly the right reason to do it. Why? Because if you amp because you agree with all everything we say, you're going to stop amping when you disagree. Yeah, we've had that happen with a few people, and, and it's you, like, it's, okay, see you it's, later. It's hard. It's hard yeah. on us, but that's not the reason to do it. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want our amps, amplifiers going away. I, I hold them close to my heart. I don't want that happening. But at the same time, I can't change my message. So I've had people threaten to stop amping, and, and maybe they have stopped amping. I don't know. Over me not um, claiming that I don't vac- haven't vaccinated Jack. Well, man, that's my choice, and mm. I'm only going to tell the truth. Yeah. I, we have people because of uh, you know we didn't be- we don't believe in the 9/11 thing. You know, chemtrails because we're too nice to people. We're not a nice nice enough to people. Don't amp for those reasons. Right. Amp because Free Talk Live is bringing the message of liberty to people six nights a week. Brand new ears every single day tune into this show. Yep, they do. And uh, a, a lot of you heard the, the guy from Kalispell there who heard us the first time on KGEZ in Kalispell. And now he's getting the, po- the podcast because it's easier for him to listen to the whole show. He yep. doesn't have to listen to that crackpot, wingnut, moonbat conspiracy crap all day. Now mm-hmm. he can listen to Free Talk Live. 
There you go. So head on over to amp.freetalklive.com. Get on board. I just upped our Google AdWords campaign by 50%. Uh, we're still doing our Talkers Magazine ads. You can see those. If you're on the AMP, uh, when you're an amplifier, you get you can get on the AMP email list, and then we send out things that nobody else uh, really has uh, easy access to, like our half-page Talkers Magazine ads. And I know, Mark, you've been begging me to go monthly on Talkers. I want to go monthly on Talkers. I want to go at the very we, – we currently do every other month. We do a half-page ad and yeah, I do want to go ad. monthly. We're going to go there, but we're in the middle of that other project right now, yep. and that's taken up my money. So I know what you're a saying. secret and project we it, can't talk about. It, people, if you amp, then we'll have enough money to do this. Yeah. I want to go every single month, a third of a page. I don't need a half page in Talkers, but there's a lot of people that just thumb through the magazine, and I want them to see our faces. You know, Not that our faces yeah. are that important. To see the logo, to remember Free Talk Live, and, and it, it puts us in the league with the big boys. It sure does. We're, we're close. But we're not one of the big pitchers. I want to be in there every single month. We need to really hit that 100 affiliate mark to really, I think, be considered one of the, the biggies. Yeah, I think that 100 affiliates would probably. But, but we've, got more, we've got more affiliates than shows like Lex and Terry, uh, morning shows like that, that are yeah. heard on only something like because, 30 stations or 25 yeah, stations. Yeah, but they're, they're heard um, daily on those t- stations. And, and they they're got big ones. Big-ass signals, yeah. too. Um, you know, it's... When we when we say we're heard on you know a lot of stations, most of those stations are weekend stations, so it's a qualified thing. We're certainly growing. It's nice to be able to say we're on 41 stations. That gets us advertisers. That gets us listened to by people. We just uh, you know made a contract with a company to uh, sell ads for us, so that's going to bring some money in too. But. We we still we have a long way to go, people. <laughs> All right, so the amp dollars really do make a big difference, and if you appreciate the show, it's one of the best ways, besides visiting our advertisers and letting them know that you listened to and heard them on Free Talk Live, besides visiting SACL CAI and Internobs and all the other great advertisers we've got on the air, uh, three bucks a month makes a huge difference for this program. It really is the difference between success and, for us for success and failure. If it weren't for the amplifiers, we probably wouldn't be anywhere close to where we are right now. So big thanks to everybody that's uh, ponying up three bucks a month. And if you aren't doing it yet, please consider it. Amp.freetalklive.com. We'll do any major credit card. We also have, of course, PayPal. And if that's not acceptable to you, money orders, checks, all that stuff, we can do it all. All right? So amp.freetalklive.com. Let's continue uh, briefly here. I'll give you the uh, special test call-in line brought to you by SACL CAI, 603-435-1105 is the number. One more story, Mark, and then we'll be done for the night you want as to pick long something? as we don't have calls. What's that? You oh, I thought to... you said you had something I do. I, I'm ready to go. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, this is entitled – it's a, It's actually a blog, blog post at happilyobvious.com uh, slash blog. Hey, it's... plus the chat room is really cool. Like the AMP chat room, Yeah. there's a lot of people in there right now. There's probably um, over a dozen people And sometimes the there's girls. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, Matt Chick's in there right now. Joy from it? Georgia. Joy. Oh, well, good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Joy's not going to show or show anything to anybody. I just wanted to let you know. People. How do you know that? Yeah, it's very unlikely. I, I can't say I know Joy very well, but is everybody's it, got their price. It's the, well, that that much is true. She is married, however. So you yeah. Factor that into your offer. Yes, yeah, so double it. <laughs> anyway, this is from uh, Pinky Pinky uh, blog post from Pinky Marie, and I think it's really good. And I've, you know, it really didn't make any sense to read on the show, but I can read it here. In the United States, military officers are sworn to uphold the Constitution against some enemies against enemies foreign and domestic. What we see happening, unfortunately, is the U.S. military violating the Constitution while fighting foreign enemies and doing nothing to uphold it against domestic enemies. 
At this point, you may be asking yourself, which domestic enemies I speak of? Well, surely you say to yourself, there are no major domestic enemies who we should be uh, protected from. The Democrats and Republicans. <laughs> Those who wish to harm us are dark-skinned foreigners hiding in caves, caves shrouded in veils of secrecy, practicing strange religions and speaking in tongues. But if you believe that, there is no major domestic enemy. You're wrong. I'll begin making my case against the most frightening enemy, foreign or domestic, that, we'll, we'll, that we've ever seen by quoting from the Declaration of Independence, possibly one of the most important and insightful pieces of political writing in all of human history. You disagree with that? What? You try to pay attention here. I'm sorry. What are you, watching your gizmos or something? Uh, you what pay thousands most? and thousands of dollars for these blinking boxes. It's no what? goddamn wonder they No, I was really just spacing out at that okay. point. What, what was the most important? The Declaration of Independence. Do you think it's possibly one of the most important and insightful pieces of political writing yeah, in all Yeah, it's pretty history? important. It's certainly uh, for this country, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Now, she's using this to prove that there is an enemy domestic, um, that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. It's actually inalienable, but, you know, what are you going to do? That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whatever any form of the that whenever any form of the government becomes destructive to these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to institute a new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established um, should not be changed for light or transient causes, and accordingly. All ex experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while ev evils are sufferable. Just look at Cuba. Then to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and assertions, uh, pursuing in inev invariably to the same ob object, invices a design to reduce them under absolute despotism. It is their right. It is their duty to throw off such government to provide new guards for their future security. What's going on in the chat room? Nothing. Nothing's going on. You just read your declaration. Yeah, whatever. Making fun of my terrible reading. Certainly, I don't quote this passage lightly. Goes goes pinky. Now, or without scrutiny, for to say that the government of the United States is the most dangerous enemy that they have, uh, that we have ever seen, um, could be construed as an act of treason and sedition by those who hold our lives in the palms of their hand. By publishing this, I could be held in violation of the Patriot Act and any number of other laws. I could be held without trial, without access to an attorney, without contact with my family. They could I, do that anyway. <laughs> well, they, they probably aren't going to do it for no reason at all. It could be held indefinitely by the very government sworn to protect me. I could be held in solitary confinement for exercising rights which I am guaranteed under the Constitution and for expressing an idea which is as old as the nation itself. I could be labeled a terrorist for speaking openly about the very ideal that the United States was founded on, which has been celebrated for hundreds of years and which has become a thought crime. The executive branch of, Amer of the American government has increased its power exponentially since 9-11 in a way... That's because the Constitution doesn't apply anymore. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. You know, the uh, people, people like Lysander Spooner, he wrote No Treason back in the late 1800s. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Uh, actually, Mark Stevens over at Adventures in Legal Land turned it into an audio book, so you can check it out and listen to it. Uh, but people like him, I think, would point out that the Constitution 
was signed by a certain specific number of men, and all of those men are dead at this point. So it is effectively a dead letter. I mean, even if you don't believe the conspiracy theories about how the U.S. went bankrupt and then they turned themselves into a corporation instead of a government, and now it's the United States Corporation and all that, all that is very interesting. But, I mean, the the truth of the Constitution is... We're not bound by it. We're not a a party to it. It's not our constitution. It's their constitution. And those men that signed it, they're all dead at this point. So how could it possibly uh, be uh, continuing to be active? Clearly it's not. It's disregarded by the government people right and left. And all they really use the constitution for is a cover. It has become part of the public relations campaign. It was a cover from the beginning, though, Ian. Okay, fine. The the constitution could only cover, um, you know, when you're looking at a, uh, you know, those those, if you're looking at it from that point of view, and I'm not sure that I, I, I don't know, right? I don't know where um, you know it all comes in, but only the 40 or so people that signed the Constitution could possibly be bound by it, right? Except that they always had men with guns. Sure. I mean, look at Shays' Rebellion. They had a rebellion right after the rebellion in the United States. What they do? They sent the mm-hmm. military in. Look at the Whiskey Rebellion. Right. Same thing. Right. So again, you're right. It has always been a cover, but. So there, here's so these rebels that, in fact, won't let other rebels rebel. Mm. What kind of legitimacy is that? None I don't, whatsoever. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, Might makes right. That's what that is. The Constitution and the Declaration of Independence are some great-sounding documents, and I would love for this country to be run by the principles of the Constitution. I'd be for that. It, uh, you know, I don't, it's not going to be ever, ever, ever. Nothing's going to happen. Ron Paul's not going to change that, unfortunately. God bless his soul. Uh, Rand Paul probably isn't going to be able to do anything about it either. So, so is there more? Yeah, I think it goes, it goes on for endlessly. What here. is this, an email? No, it's a blog post. Oh, try, okay. to pay, try to keep up. Ian. I'm sorry. You know, this is why I don't have the chat room open during the show normally, because what, what, it's what distracting are, me. What are those fellows they're, in there? They're talking about, uh, why, they're talking about what I can do to, to raise a little money for AMP. Oh, God. And one of the suggestions is that I should smoke marijuana on the webcam. Well, you probably do that. I mean, uh, you've no. admitted... You've admitted to freaking smoking well, marijuana on the air. I've admitted to smoking marijuana, but not make- on the air. You haven't admitted to smoking marijuana on the air? No, I have not admitted to admitted to smoking marijuana whilst on the air. I have admitted on the air to smoking marijuana. So? I mean, well... That- I have not actually toked while we're doing the anybody show. Who listens, anybody who listens to the show and wants to get you in trouble for smoking marijuana realizes you do it I don't it think a- they want to get me in trouble. I think they anybody just want to see me do it. Anybody who listens to the show who wants to get you in trouble realizes you smoke marijuana on a pretty damn regular basis. Yeah. Could turn you into whom, whatever authorities want to, and they could kick your door in. You know that. So what's the problem with smoking it on a webcam? I didn't say there was a problem with it. Well, you were concerned with it. I wasn't concerned. What? I was saying they were suggesting that that be something we and do I said, to, why to not? raise money. I am think I it's a fine ti- idea. Am I, am I yes, in some I think time you are. Here? I think Jesus it's a fine Christ. idea. Let Let's go. go no, this. I'm not. We're going to the phones. The special SACL CAI number here is 603-435-1105. And you're on Dude. the Dude, don't be smoking weed on the video cam. You don't need that. <laughs> What? Is this John? Used to, this used to be a free country. Don't pretend it is. Or <laughs> Wait a minute. Maybe you should pretend it is, but don't do it on the video camera where they can pretend they have a fascist state. Wait We're a minute, the- John. They'll never know if it's weed or not. They could be a, could be a hand-rolled cigarette. Uh, my, uh, I used to have an attorney, and these days I, I wonder if I have a problem if I would even get an attorney. You know, back in the day, 20, 30 years I ago, uh, I had an attorney. He rolled tobacco in a little thing. 
because he was a. In fact, if you go down to the Massachusetts thing where where like Lloyd and those guys, you know, being from New Hampshire, you know, thing what I'm talking about. Yeah, you're talking about the Mass Can Hemp Festival. Yeah, the Mass Can thing. The dude that heads that up, his name is Steve Epstein. The guy that heads that up, he's he's the Mass Can normal type guy. Mm-hmm. He's the head attorney. He used to be my attorney when I was going through probation, you know, uh, court, you know, uh, whatever they call that. But anyway, the point is, be careful about uh, what you do on camera to admit. You know, don't don't hand them evidence. On I got you, John. Hand, you know, John. You don't have to hide. Right. Well, I'm not scared. Either. I'm not scared. I mean, they they could come after me for anything they wanted. They sure to come could make up for. Ian, you're 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 like I am. Uh, I think we're learning from each other. I am not afraid. I am not afraid any longer. You know, I had nervous bones before. Mm-hmm. I suppose I still have a little bit of that. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm not completely unafraid. Yeah. Well, but you know what? I called earlier on the on, on the on on the other show. Um, you know, some people say free free your mind and your ass will follow, and I say free your ass and your mind will follow. Yes, sir. It's the same kind of stuff, you know. Well, you I agree with you. You need to start doing. You need to start moving in this direction. Absolutely. It doesn't matter what what leads and what follows. The more activism. The longer you're up here, I'm with you, John, and it seems like the longer you're here in New Hampshire, surrounded by people who also are uh, fearless or getting to that point, they're losing their fear of government and the the government goons, the more brazen and the more brave that you become. I mean, you take little baby steps. You don't jump fully in. Since we're not on the air, since we're not on the air, let me interrupt you. Yes. Because I wouldn't normally want to do that, you know, because I know you're trying to run a show. Oh, no, it's okay. Commercial and everything. Right now, pardon me for doing that. Um, you know, this business is so important. Mm-hmm. It's just everybody, it, it's so free. Nobody can even understand it unless they do it. What's so free? free I missed that your point. your mind and your ass will follow, or free your ass and your mind will follow. Whatever you do, Whatever. get here soon. And, John, they can meet you when they get here as well because you're always hanging out at all the they events. They might not. And- because I like to hide out, too. No, you're not a hiding out kind of guy. You've always got a guitar in your hands. Everyone well, knows where you are. Busy. Thank you, John, for the call, dude. Appreciate it. 603-435-1105. At my housewarming party, he uh, not only had uh, the guitar, but he actually did like this a cappella thing. It, it reminded really? me of uh, like an Irish folk song. It was it was kind of beautiful. I mean, it was <laughs> I couldn't believe how he's, nice it was. He's talented. I enjoy yeah. his music. Well, he's he, you know I I don't think he ever imagined himself as like uh, some kind of uh, professional singer or anything. But he just felt like he was drawn that We're way. We're back with more of your calls here on the SACL CAI test line six zero three four three five one one zero five. We're just going to take calls till we run out, and then we'll be done. Because, okay, you're done uh, with this. Uh, Julia's home from work. The front and end of the. Uh, your wife is waiting for you, so we've been I doing this for I an hour. I suspect my wife is dead ass asleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go uh, and talk to whoever this is. Who's this? You are on the test this line. X from California. X in California. You're on the air. And I wanted to say I scored a small victory today for property tax activists. I had filed a Proposition 9 with the tax assessor a couple weeks ago. Proposition 9? Because uh, property values have gone down. Okay. So, it, yeah, you can get your property tax lowered. And uh, so I filed all the paperwork and got it shaved off. I had tried to file, you know, exemption forms because I, I didn't want to participate. But... Uh, 
How'd that no go, go for on you? that, but I'm going to take. I'm going to send them another letter on that issue too. Did you, did you but, tell uh, them was, uh, that you, you were I a got church? Like a 25 grand shaved off my hey. uh, purchase price. That's something. That's something. So Congratulations. That's a little bit of money, you know. What else you got? So, X, anything that else? They don't get. No, that's it. But Thanks, people Sue. should file that if you're in California. There's just taxation. Yeah. Well, it's not a bad idea. Yes, it is begging, but hey, if it does save you some money, it's not that bad of an idea, right? I mean, it is. They're going to charge you, and you're going to pay because you don't want them to steal your house. So, no harm in begging for a reduction, right? Property taxes. Uh, well, I, I don't think. Obviously, I mean, try to get it as low as you possibly can. Six zero three four three five one one zero five. You want to get your call in for this extended edition of Free Talk Live, this uh, podcast and internet streaming only edition. Now would be the time to call at 603-435-1105. We, of course, are going to return tomorrow night with the live show, as it normally is on the radio. And looking at getting, by the way, speaking of upcoming shows, looking at getting uh, a board op in for Labor Day. It's, it's sounding good. It's sounding and like dollars gonna... go towards that, too. Yep, yep. i got to pay the board op 30 bucks to come in and uh, work for us. And so then, well, th- that's cheap. It's cheap, 10 bucks an hour. Oh, geez, I thought we were giving them 20 no, thirty total for uh, for the show, and so we're we're hoping to be live on Labor Day. If we're not live on the radio, we will be here doing a live internet show. It's a so. good thing that uh, we're the favorite show of the board ops. You know, it's a lot of young libertarian guys, yeah. and they're really into it. Especially the uh, uh, well, after they've had to listen to a bunch of cra- um, fringe conspiracies all day, then it's a nice change, I'm sure, for them. And uh, even the son of the uh, the, the syndicator himself, uh, he got kicked out of the house. Did he? Yeah. Well, you know, it happens. Over marijuana. It, it happens to 17-year-old boys, I'm afraid. <laughs> Let's continue. Uh, 603-435-1105. You're on the air. Hi, uh, this is Cynthia. Cynthia. Hey, calling from you? New Hampshire? Yep. Excellent. I'm just uh, playing Monopoly with my daughter, and you mentioned the, um, uh, the license situation. And I actually, um, I didn't register my vehicle. I thought I'd let it go. Hmm. But what I did was I... Um, I did a DIY version of it just so that I was, you know, color-specific correct. <laughs> so you did a do-it-yourself version of what? The uh, the inspection and the mini registration stickers that you put on your tags. Ooh, I'm afraid that I, – I, I fear that even more because I'm afraid you'll get, like, counterfeiting um, trouble. Not really. I mean, okay. it's – I'd be surprised. Does it say the state of New Hampshire on there no. or anything like that? I mean, it's not that good. You know, they're post-it notes, but they happen to be the exact same blue. Okay. So, I, you know, if, if, if I get pulled over and, you know, and I say, well, you know, I just don't believe that I should have to do this year after year, and clearly I've put these up as to not draw our attention because right. I don't want to get pulled over just for that. I've actually been surprised. I have not, in the almost two years I've lived here now, been pulled over. And what they normally do is they, they'll eyeball you to see yep. if you've got an older colored uh, tag on the front of your car. Because here in New Hampshire, on your front windshield, they own you on the front back license plates. There are yeah. two license plates, and there's a tag, a num- numbered tag on the front, uh, yep. up on the top of your windshield. So a cop will just be sitting on the side of the road, and, and he'll know that, okay, well, this year's tags are blue. Uh, right. So he eyeballs and looks for the pink tag to make sure that, you know, if, if it's the wrong color, he'll pull you over. But yeah. I don't even have a tag because mine's registered in Florida where you only need that the back. Oh. Uh, all I need is that back license plate down in Florida, and that's it. And I, they've never pulled me over for not yeah. having a front license plate or any of that stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I lived in Florida for a few years, and I remember when I moved back to New Hampshire, they're like, oh, you have to have two tags here. I'm like, why? <laughs> you know, you're always on the back end, but, and it was just sort of, that just reminded me, you do need, um, some states it's two, and some states it's one. So you're not getting the inspections then as, as a result of not being re- um, registered, right? Uh, my my vehicle is safe enough for for me, and I oh yeah I sort of de- determine that. Well, I still have mine when I go in. I have it, uh, you know, an oil change done or whatever. I'll always have the the place give it a once over and and take yep. a look at it. I I still like the idea of being safe and making sure stuff's working. I mean, the last time I went in for an oil change, my brakes were about to go out. So yep. you know that's something that you got to do. Just or at to least that's safe. what they said. No, it's a pretty think, honest I think, place. Check I think the way I look at it too is that. Um, you you know you're forcing these garages to labor for about 45 minutes and they're only getting 29.95. I wouldn't work for that little, you know. I mean, so it's 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 something that I I feel like um, you know it's 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 a burden on these garages and obviously it's an incentive for them to ratchet up all these things that are wrong with your car. Right. The thing I don't like about the uh, the inspections is not that I, I like I don't like the idea of having a, a safe car. I like having a safe car. What I yeah. don't like is having to be um, is, is to where they can essentially hold you hostage, where right. they can deny you the inspection label by saying, well, you need to do this and this and this and this, even if you don't really need to do all of those things. They're saying you need yeah. to do all these, otherwise we're not going to pass you. And then you can't even get on the road at that point. So I'd like to, the ability to make my own decisions for myself about when I do what I what I supposedly need to do with the car. So it really puts you in a in a situation where the the car repair shop essentially can, can control whether you get to continue to drive. And well, you can always take power. it to another repair shop. Can you? Right. I mean, it's always nice to know, you know, Daryl, Daryl, and you know who up and down the street. <laughs> so it's 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 definitely good to sort of know um, who's a little bit looser um, and looking out for your right. interests. There you go. You Cynthia, know. anything else on your good. mind tonight? Uh, no, that's good. Good hearing from you. Thanks for the call. All right, 603-435-1105. They really got you over the barrel on those uh, um, you know, car things with the license plates, the registration, the that's why driver's I say license. If you're moving here, all don't tied together, and it I mean, you know, makes it very difficult to... Uh, you know any of them to, to to forego any of them. If you're moving to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, don't change your registration to New Hampshire. I know that's what people say. Oh, I've got to change my registration so I get a New Hampshire driver's license. Why? Mm-hmm. Then you become subject to all of their rules. Then you have to sign their paperwork. Sure, you could sign it under duress and all that, but why even bother in the first place? What's the benefit? What's the benefit from jumping through any of their hoops? I I certainly can't see any benefit to it. If I saw a benefit, I'd do it, but there is none. Well, um, in my case... It'll uh, cost you more. It was sales tax. I was buying a vehicle. What is sales tax? No, no. What do you mean? Well, I bought a vehicle for $12,000 because mine got wrapped around a car. And, um, you know, I... There are no sales tax on vehicles in New Hampshire? I thought there was a vehicle tax. They're, they they have one, but it's only on new vehicles. Or some, they have some kind of tax, really? but it's only on new vehicles. Huh. How about that? Yeah. But well, you bought anyway. yours under the table, so... Oh, you mean if you mean private if I buy through a dealership? Yeah, I bought mine from a right. dealership. I bought mine from a pri- private party and registered it down in Florida, and That's I'm good correct. to go. Anyway, uh, so there you go. So we are done. 
No more calls. We're out of here. It has been the extended edition of Free Talk Live, brought to you by SACL CAI, Internet only. Uh, Once again, also brought to you by the amplifiers as well. This is one of the reasons why we do these extended editions, to really get to explain what's going on with AMP, and hopefully plead and beg you to sign up if you haven't done it yet at amp.freetalklive.com. We will see you tomorrow night. And back to the 24-7 streaming, which is now available at listen.freetalklive.com. Good night, everybody.